I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Lott. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? People, but the people who are currently bored. The people who are bored, yes. Okay. Yeah, I could probably be the chairman of that. I mean, I'm, I, I don't know. Maybe. Is my statement boring enough? Am I boring you yet? No, I'm good. I'm entertained. You're not doing a great job. Well, shit. I mean, fire me then. You could probably... Uh, I mean, you're currently eating, so that might be a little bit more boring than me just saying nonsense in the microphone. Gentlemen, What's we up? are live. How are you doing? Hey, hey. What's up, guys? Man, it has been a little bit. It's been some time. We have all been super busy. So, guys and gals, uh, I say this every show during this past summer. Uh, sorry that we ain't been around, but uh, we're around. So, congratulations. You have to put up with me again. Um, when was the last time we actually did this? Uh, man. It was Louis' show, right? Which was the yeah. 30th. I just looked it up recently. That's what August. I, I think so. It was like late August. And it's what? Early Wait. September right oh. now? It's been a minute. Oh, it was the 30th of July. No, I don't feel like it's been that long. It was July 30th. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Holy it shit. It has been a minute. That, that explains why I'm so fucking nervous right now, because I haven't done this in forever. <laughs> I, I mean, feel, I I feel know, like this, this seat is the le- least nerve-wracking seat. Yeah, I feel like something that's that's in part, or explain, something sort of explaining the nerves, I guess, is, is being on this side of the couch with only you. And a, DJ's uh, back there, in a so new it, spot. DJ's doing your job. Yeah, over there. yeah. I'm in a new spot. He's got his hands all over your lady. Out. That computer over there. Yeah, I mean, he's messing with the seat settings. And I don't need you to see place. the websites I've been on, so I'm <laughs> banning you from the computer. Well, and that's the <laughs> other thing. So I can kind of see the computer screens, and I can kind of see myself over there. And it's weird. Yeah, it's just it's different when you're over yes, here. Yes, and I feel like that's what is good about this seat. Yeah, that I don't see those screens at all. Yeah, totally oblivious. I'm right, just, you're yeah, just like having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. And you're like facing the people on the this couch. This is good. This is a good seat. Good job picking this seat for guests <laughs> to sit in. This is great. I'm yeah, because, yeah. You're oblivious to what's going yeah. on back there, and then you're just hanging out with the people who are more or less hosting here, and it just feels like you're having a normal conversation. I used to have a monitor that everybody could see, and the guests would get too distracted by it and too intimidated sometimes by it. So yeah. I actually took it away. Yeah. It is absolutely by design that my seat can see production. Nice. Because I see what you guys are searching on this monitor. And you help me with a conversation. When you're on this screen right here, when you're searching the internet for things to share, yeah. you you make me think so quickly. You guys like constantly it. are queuing up the conversations without realizing it. So the hustle from this side of the desk, you get to see now. I know when I'm I know when I can pick my boogers and when I can't pick my boogers. Yeah. And I know like you're Yeah, you're that's queuing. pretty sick. I'd never consider that. It really does make it easy, man. And you sometimes pull up the stream on your phone too, right? So you can kind of see what cameras are doing what, or um, that's just kind of monitor the stream itself. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's almost always up on my phone, but it's just to see uh, yeah. when people chime in or comment. We don't usually uh, address comments on the show. Yeah. But every now and then I just like to see uh, sometimes a buddy saying hi. For sure. Um Every now and then I want to address a conversation. So if Definitely. you guys are commenting, if you guys are saying stuff, I promise you somewhere. I don't even have the <laughs> browser up right now. We're watching somewhere. So, oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Look at that. I'm on camera. Hey, look at <laughs> I'm that. I'm on camera. It's beautiful. So tonight, one of our goals, since we haven't been together for a while, is to catch up a little bit. We all have some stuff going on in our lives. But catch up with skydiving. So Mondial, what's Mondial mean to you boys? 
It's a world-level skydiving competition. Yeah, it's yeah. World Parachute uh, Championship. Mondial, I believe, is the globe in French, in France. Oh, um, did not know that. Yeah. So it, every two years, there's World Me and the World Parachute Championships, and that just happened. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, great competition, high-level competition, some badass stuff going on, some dope battles. Some countries didn't show up because of travel restrictions in their countries. Uh, also, the board of directors meeting just happened, and man, it's super boring. I, I actually watch and sit through a lot of these um, to attend the whole thing, but it's super interesting at the same time. I, uh, I've heard these arguments for years, and I still love hearing them. I like seeing the new approaches, the new faces. Um, I love seeing people change their mind about the way they think about things, including myself. There have been people bring a fresh perspective to the, to the stage. It's like, oh, wow. That's a new way to think about it. So I want to talk about that, and, and mainly because the board of director elections are coming up. Uh, we had Melissa Nelson Lowe on the show at some point recently, and uh, uh, she's done a great job of bringing awareness to the board uh, of what's going on to the to membership base. And I want to talk a little bit about the upcoming election, and, and it actually seems like people understand a little bit more about USPA, and I, I want to give them that resource and that avenue to understand where they're going to next. Um, and any other skydiving shit we want to talk about, like PIA getting canceled. Yay! Yeah. So, man, what have you guys been up to? Oh, not a whole lot. I mean, jumping and hanging out with, with Mr. Nicholas Lott over here. We've done a, a handful of two ways. Yeah, we have, actually. We've been, been doing a, a Been working on ways. an exit that uh, I don't think either one of us have been fully satisfied by, by one yet. Yeah. I'm never satisfied, ever. It's a curse. Well, Do you know that movie? No. Give me oh, man, line. you're the movie quote guy. Me Thank you. Stump Throw me some chicken. <laughs> nope, I don't have it. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Oh, that's uh, Bla- not, is it Blades of Glory? That's Blades of Glory. Yeah. But any- yeah, so anyways, we were not fully satisfied with that exit, but I mean, it's coming along. It's it's getting there. We've had some okay ones. Yeah, we've had some pretty okay ones. Not even just okay ones. Like They're, yeah, they're pretty okay. They're good-ish. And I, ju- I mean, I'm, I'm kind of on the perfectionist side of things anyway, so I'm always going to find something to not be super stoked about. You've so. been uh, seeing Alex do some freestyle? I actually under have his not. Canopy? Oh, under his canopy. Yes, yeah, I have. I, th- I thought you meant in the air, too. I was yeah. like, have I been doing fucking freestyle? <laughs> <laughs> like, do I suck that bad that I don't know that I'm doing freestyle? <laughs> no, I'm talking about those blind man, son. I've been yeah, throwing them down. Man, I've been trying. I've been falling down a lot. My rig is nice and dirty now, so that's cool. Isn't it not? It's less scary once you're just okay with falling down, right? For sure. And knowing the conditions and, and not being so stubborn. Like, because I. I did a couple, and the first couple that I tried were like, yeah, okay, but it was just nice committing and, and being backwards and, and falling down for the first time. And then I did a couple where I was like, yeah, that was it. And this dumb little part of my brain was like, I'm never going to fall down again. I got this shit. And then I started falling down again. <laughs> and you go through that entire emotional roller coaster of like, hey, I'm kind of good at this, and now I'm fucking awful. And hey, those last two were really good, and these last 10 were really bad. So just feeling out the... The conditions and, and the entire mental process of that progression has been really fun. What do you think has made that start to uh, click for you? I don't know. That's a really good question. I think giving it time in between reps and not just just beating myself into the ground, like if something's not working and not just continuing to try to do it and, and potentially hurting myself or just, you know, putting my body through the ringer. Um Flying it up high a little bit more in the harness at, at, a, at a good altitude has helped out a lot just to get a feel for flying the canopy backwards. Um, kiting is usually a pretty good thing if the wind is, is 
strong enough but i know you and i tried to kite a couple of weeks ago and the wind just fucking died yeah that that was bad timing that was my yeah that was terrible like it it looked it looked pretty doable especially when i was you know getting ready to go out there and then it just completely died i guess it was meant to be so how did it feel when you nailed that first blind man when you knew you had done one it it was fucking amazing It, it was almost like the I felt like I had done something for the first time in the sport because usually when you when you get something like I don't know I, I was head down for an entire jump it was like yeah you were but a lot <laughs> but like it didn't look good and like no one saw it and like but th- it's different with canopy because everybody's like people can see it it's more of the the spectator sport so you like I don't know people give you high fives on the ground and but, they're like yeah that was cool you know what I think is neatest about it is imagine on a Saturday how many people fly head down, let's say. Yeah. A fair number, depending yeah. on the Saturday, what's going yeah, on. Yeah, a couple how dozen, many people, maybe, or How more? many people are doing a blind man when they land? For sure. And a they, lot of times it's just Alex out there showing them how it's done. Well, yeah, that's just because you're not on the load. But And then the Keep It Tropical camp showed up, and it definitely, it was, it was a humbling moment because I saw like four or five blind mans and a couple of miracle mans or whatever. So I was like, yeah, people are still doing this. It's like, I'm not cool because i can not do that at all like i can kind of kind of kind of do that man i mean i'm trying it's it's been a really fun progression which i didn't expect at all like freestyle was never the the goal it was just a a thing that a a seed got planted somewhere along the way i didn't realize it had and then it it was just something i tried i guess so what is the goal right now in skydiving for you um skydiving itself i don't know um I'd like to become a better better video flyer for sure. I mean, getting better at freestyle would be nice. I'd like to get better at uh, leading angles and stuff like that too and, and organizing a little bit. Hey, hey. What's up, What's Elsa? Up? We, we, we started without you. We did. Do you want this seat? Yeah. I'm only sitting here because it felt weird to sit next to Alex with no one in this seat. I, would, I mean, I think that would have been kind of cool though. We could just make it like a nice awkward... We would have held then, hands, I think. Yeah, that's what I was picturing this whole time. It's just you and I holding hands. But th- that's the question. Would we be looking straight ahead? Would we be looking at the cameras? Or would we be gazing longingly into each other's I, eyes? I would still be looking right in your eyeballs. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. I, I would be super down for that. <laughs> I think you're weird. stuck on a pillow. Oh, I'm stuck on a pillow. On a pillow. No, it's, uh, you end up, you'll get used to it now. You end up looking at each other all the time. Yeah. It's, it's really, I, I tried to make the room a circle where you can almost see everybody all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you definitely have to do a lot of cross looking and cross talking. So I, uh, Valerie and I talked about changing where the podcast happened and, and closing the front room, that living room, mm. uh, moving my office there, but the space just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and so we're not doing it, but man, it's just it's so hard and awkward Let's to build this together. Let's just do podcasting mm-hmm. in the round where we're at a round table and then it's constantly revolving. Like uh, that 70s show. Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty Different. sick. Yeah, it's like the, the that circle. That would be really cool. Yeah. Like uh, they ate a lot of sandwiches. What show was that? Uh, How, uh, I, met How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. yeah. Every time they refer about, you know, he's telling the story of how he met the kid's mother. So every time they referred to smoking weed, like, yeah, we, we ate a sandwich. We were eating sandwiches. So that's Would that be our excuse? We were doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Having a safety meeting. Yeah. Man, uh, I haven't heard that term in forever. Welcome, Elsa. How are you doing? Meeting. Um, good. How are you guys? I'm doing good. Hi, fam. Yeah, it's been a while. Everything going good for you? Yeah. You recently ran like Forrest Gump, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I, like, what did you do? Uh, half marathon. That's uh, thirteen point one miles. Thank 13.1. you. Thirteen point one. Did thirteen 
point one. Got that one point one in there. Did you get a sticker for your car? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. No. Are you gonna I get told a sticker everyone for your I would car? not do that. Because <laughs> that's where my mind immediately goes when I hear that someone ran a marathon, half marathon, or, or anything. Is it? is the sticker on the car just because yeah. there was a period of time where i saw so many of them and you're like what the hell is that yeah i didn't know at first i was like why do they have random numbers on the back of their cars mm-hmm. yeah well sometimes people will get like a, a highway number and like there's all different kinds of numbered stickers and then i realized oh it's for it's for running yeah like 26.2 or 13.1 you gotta let everybody know <laughs> do you have stickers on your car in general yeah, but they're very like minimalist stickers and they're kind of like nonchalant. Like if you don't know what they are, then like if you're in the know, you're in the know kind of thing. Like I don't want to be like in your face about it. So I think you all have nice stickers on your cars, right? Mm-hmm. I think, so. I think yeah, one. I have oh I have whoa, two, I think. I have a bunch on the inside, though, because I was living in there for a while. Living in the van, and I would just like put stickers because I I would just get so many stickers, and I just need to put them somewhere. There's so, so many inside. stickers in the skydiving world. Yeah, <laughs> my confu- my confusion is I see a lot of stickers on your van, and you told me two, and I'm like, no, you have more than two. It's inside. Inside. Yeah. yeah. I've I've lived under the premise of stickers on your car make your car descriptive. Yeah. So if there's no stickers on your car, there's no identifying features or mark. There's not right. a scar for people to point out. Like, oh yeah, he had a skydiving sticker on his car. So for I have sure. no stickers on my car. Not for any reason except for you. It's a nondescript car. You can't because tell. You yeah, be absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, my I mean, car, my car is not exactly nonchalant, sure. but I my be car is like the exact opposite of that. It's like this big fuck off red van <laughs> with Michigan plates and like lays hanging from the I can't windshield. You still have Michigan plates. Yeah, I, I shouldn't, but I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Texan now. I'm, is your registration and date? Uh, these, these well, it is, plates. but I need to switch it over to Texas plates really soon here. So if there are any police officers listening (laughs) help me some slack what about your driver's license yeah it's it's a texan driver's license i did that uh i don't know a couple of months ago now that's the last thing i got congratulations thank you god it feels good to be a texan (laughs) yo uh alex you should do freestyle at nationals is a comment somebody just made so like like canopy freestyle Mm -hmm. is that a thing at nationals Mm mm-hmm Dude, I, I mean, I appreciate it, but no, I'm not. I would just go there and fall down. That's it. I can't. I can't. I can't do that. Where do you start? From the bottom, and that's where I'm at. For sure. Sure. <laughs> I'm Started here. From the bottom, I'm still here. Yeah. So nationals is Octoberish. Um, Man, what about next year? Soon. Next year, maybe. Do you have to do? Um, is it over water? Is it like the the big turn kind of freestyle, or is it like you can do 90s? Because I've done a whole lot of 90s, and I have not done big turns in a minute. I think you could adjust back to big turns pretty easy. If you knew you were going to nationals, go train yeah. over the pond, a handful of jumps, it comes back quick. If I had a reason to go over there, I'm just so fucking lazy. I don't like walking back from the pond, and that sounds terrible because we have a beautiful pond compared to a lot of places who don't Sweet have that opportunity. Well. Yeah, exactly, but <laughs> I just I just don't like walking. I don't like wet feet, period. That too. I hate yeah. wet feet, man. Yeah, and I've walked across that field so many times, and it, when it's really, really muddy, and like your shoes get stuck, and like just doing that with gear on is just a nightmare. But it's not always like that, and I'm sure it's worth it once you get good at at hitting the pond. But I'm just not there yet. Hitting the pond. I don't know if those were good words, but, but swooping over the pond. So speaking of hitting nationals and <laughs> swooping in the pond, recently Mondial just happened, the World Parachute Championships. Um, did anybody follow it at all or any of you guys follow us fans like that? I mean, I followed it, but it was hard to because there was so many different outlets to see different uh, videos. And then the website, um, it was like 
PDFs or where like you really had to drill down into the into the thing and it was like statistics and this and that. But there wasn't a lot of just real quick information I didn't find. But I probably was looking in the wrong spot, I guess, because you would think that they would. Uh Results.worldskydiving.org. Um, Boom. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> really, it's at FAI.org. I guess you probably went to a page that was similar, um, mm-hmm. similar looking. Uh, part of it is learning to read and understand the results. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it is is knowing what you can and can't click on. One of the reasons mm-hmm. I sat back here today is because I'm going to show some of the videos from Worlds and yes. didn't want to let you have to dig through that while awkwardly doing it. Yes. Um, <laughs> next time there's any World or Nationals, if you're a fan, let me know. I've since I started skydiving, I've followed almost every single USPA Nationals. I follow almost every single Worlds. Um, at some point, I have at least one friend competing, and you have to cheer on your friends. Of at course. Worlds, you have to treat, cheer on your country. Um, so it's super cool to follow and watch. They, I, I wake up immediately, check the results, immediately see what's going on, message buddies who are there if there's some, some encouragement to go on. I usually leave them the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. They're in their bubble. They're surrounded by a lot of friends they don't get to see often. But uh, it's cool to watch. Um, did you follow it? You don't follow it at all? Not really. Yeah. I mean, it sounds really cool now that you describe it. And I feel like I missed out. But I, I was in my own little world, to be completely honest. Unfortunately, Canopy Freestyle uh, didn't go because there were uh, weather. Weather, no jumps happened. So that mm-hmm. one didn't get to happen. Um, but there was one world record broken by a man and one world record broken by a female for Three times, four times. Oh, the speed. Yeah. yeah. What do you know about that, Elsa? Um, well, um, I met him when he was doing some of his trial runs here in um, in Skydive Spaceland, Houston. And, uh, and it was really cool because he like busted out his computer every time he came down. And, you know, he's going over his stats and everything. And then when I saw his photo, like, because he won gold, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so neat that, like, you know, he was working really, really hard, and it paid off. That's pretty sick. Do you know how fast he went? Uh, I'm Googling the uh, translation right now. Uh, it is 508 kilometers an hour, though, which Okay, is, that's a lot of kilometers. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> a lot of kilometers. 315 <laughs> miles an hour. Okay, that's a lot of miles per yeah. hour. Now we're talking. So what's interesting is that's actually his competition window. Mm-hmm. So for speed skydiving, they skydive for quite a while. They have this, this big, long, normal skydive. Or I wouldn't say normal skydive. But there's only a certain window that they're scored in. And in only in that window... Um, I'm trying to pull up his record run. Only in that window do they uh, uh, measure your speed. So I'm trying to pull up Kyle's uh, speeds right now for that run. Mm. And his peak got to be 517 kilometers. So Holy like crap. 10 kilometers faster. So like 320-ish, 320-ish miles an hour. Holy crap. But that, that was outside of the window, so it wasn't measured? Correct. Yeah. That was just after the window. Do so. you know how large that window is? Like how, how precise do they have to be when they're Nick, trying to hit Nick, do you remember the passes? numbers on this? I mean, there's an article that, that uh, shares all those numbers, but I don't remember them off the top of my head. I want to say it's somewhere around 8,000 feet that is the end of the window. So from 14 the to 8. It. No, I don't think it's that long. That's... Uh, it's it's all in meters too. I think the official uh, rules are. Mm. So uh, I I don't remember. There's a great article about it though. Yeah, but is it like right out the plane? No. Okay. No, it's you get plenty of time to dive, plenty of time to build up. Mm. The window begins at 7,600 feet. Okay. And ends shortly thereafter. 
And okay, I'm, so it's like a super tiny window. Right. In order yeah. to like get enough speed, they clock you yeah. and then you have to b- belly out. Yeah. <laughs> like, which yeah. We, we sort of talked about that on the show when the, I think it was the last mm-hmm. cruise show that we had. Like certainly you have to spend some time pulling out of that True. dive because I was thinking about that a couple of days ago, actually. I was just thinking randomly about speed skydiving, I guess. But like if, if you were going 300 whatever miles per hour and you just bellied out, you're, you're probably going to fucking break something, wouldn't you? Like that's a lot of speed to just dump. I can't imagine feeling good. Yeah, like that would feel like a car accident almost. I would imagine. I've I've never really been in a gnarly car accident, but like that's a lot of forces to just be be slowing or just stopping almost super super abruptly like that. Kyle described it to me as as quite the long process. Yeah, I don't remember how he broke it down, what orientations, and how long he spends in each one, and and all that. But yeah, it definitely didn't sound like oh I did it (laughs) belly time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just I did it belly time. <laughs> no, not the move. <laughs> it's interesting because in my mind, and, and when you start thinking about it, you quickly change your mind, but straight up and down vertical is what you would think would be the fastest body position, right? Mm. And it's not. It's slightly belly mm-hmm. because your rig, yeah. it not only is there for drag, but it catches more wind. Mm-hmm. So it, it can lift off. So it, they're having just that right pitch, just that right angle. Um, it's pretty erratic. It's about a thousand foot, a fifteen hundred foot window, if I remember right. Um, yeah, so that's like nothing when you're going that fast. It's oh yeah, dude. It's like a second. They're yeah, screaming yeah. through it. I all the numbers, by the way, I quoted tonight are just very rounded. I'm looking at these graphs pretty quickly, and I'm I'm not the best at converting metric to whatever on the fly. I even yeah. have a computer in front of me. Yeah, it's like a half plus a third or something. Yeah. I forget. The That's equation. already too complex for me. <laughs> once you started, once you threw a second fraction in there, I stopped listening. Yeah. <laughs> Fractions. <laughs> so as impressive as that was, uh, Maxine Tate yeah, broke the women's times. record four times. First round, she broke the record, set the record second, third, and fourth so round. So she broke her own record. Yeah. She that's has. gotta be, that's gotta be a sick feeling. Yeah. It's like consistently and then, continuously breaking your own record. Yeah, like getting better and better as it goes. You're yeah. Like, cool. Yeah, just getting farther and farther from the person, whoever's behind you or whoever had the previous record. Mm-hmm. Did you mention where Worlds was this year? Uh, Russia. S- Siberia? Yeah, uh, today, ta- Siberia, yeah. Mondial. Uh, Mondial is the globe. That's the, uh, just the world. That's that's the name of the competition. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, Russia, Siberia. So, have you seen any of the hotel room or the accommodations that they had them in? No. Uh, one of the, um, gosh, I forget the, the delegates, uh, one of the, uh, Chris Wagner, you know, uh, Laura's dad. Uh-huh. Uh, he was one of the, the, I forget what they call them, um, but basically they go and help out the athletes, the team captains, representatives, and he showed a picture of his room and basically no power, nothing, a bed in the middle of a room with a mattress. Outside oh, yeah. his window was a construction dump, not a site, a con- like just a bunch of trash. And it's commonly been a theme at some of these world uh, meets in Russia that they get just absolutely horrible accommodations. So, Interesting. Yeah, so they're there for the, the experience. For all of the uh, Olympic athletes? Yes. Yeah, I think I'm, that was Olympic things, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember hearing similar, oh, yeah. similar stories. I do remember that. Crazy ghetto like, rooms. Like terrible accommodations. Yeah. yeah. Bears outside, probably. <laughs> probably bears. <laughs> Scaling the building and stuff. Yeah. You must deal with the bears. It's not our problem. When you come for competition, you wrestle the bear. <laughs> yeah. You will do this before dinner every night, or you get no, do- no, no dinner. <laughs> I am not pussy pussy. I am not pussy pussy. <laughs> if you do well, you will get a warm beer. Man, you... Yes, un- we put it in microwave because it is Siberia and it is cold outside. I want to take you to a party with a bunch of strangers and just have you stay in character all night. 
I mean, that would be fun. It would be tough, but it would be fun. I think well, I think about doing that sometimes. We'd like if I'm just out in public by myself. Exactly. Just trying to put You're on a character a to see strangers. if I can sell it. Yeah, what uh, what accent would you choose? Uh, I don't know the most. Yeah, pr- I would probably do the Texan one, but or Southern, I guess. But it would—it's tough because we're in that territory, so it would be easy to be to be found out mm-hmm. if I if I play up the Southern thing too much, or if people ask where you're from. You, I mean, you gotta have a backstory. So I don't know. I mean, you, you just make something up on the spot, or you, you could build a backstory. But I don't want to. I don't want to do uh, that, dude. I feel like you could definitely get away with an Aussie accent and a bunch of, with a bunch of Americans. Yeah, maybe with a bunch of fucking American cunts, but in Oz, <laughs> he'll nah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nah. So Not don't knows. do the Amer- uh, American accent here or the Southern accent here. Yeah, you know that's a good mean? point. But that would probably oh, just yeah, be right. the go-to because it feels the most normal and natural. And I feel like it's it is becoming more of a part of me now because I'm a Texan. <laughs> and there is officially a Texan. Yeah, and they're like, I gotta. Thick pair of fucking boots that I should be wearing right now, and like beautiful boots, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful boots, and yeah, it's it's slowly but surely becoming more of a part of me. I have not started saying y'all yet, though, which I guess that's the first thing. That's a pretty crucial part of being a Texan, but I guess it's the Michigander in me that doesn't want to let go of the you guys. guys. Gotta say y'all. Yeah, but you're you're from Utah. Would you do you consider yourself a Texan or more of a what are they what are people from Utah called? A Utah Mormon. Mormons. <laughs> Mormons. I do, I do love Joseph Smith. He is the uh, prophet of the Mormon church. Yeah, of course. But uh, no, um, I don't know. I just don't. I feel like I'm a Texan. I feel like I feel like Houston's home now. But that doesn't mean I say y'all. That's true. You don't say y'all. No. Hmm. Do you say y'all? Yeah. If I, mean, I, I was, was born and raised here. If yeah. I was really trying to gain some credibility with some older Texan folks, some good old boys. Yeah. I'm gonna say, hey, how y'all doing? Yeah, <laughs> man, <laughs> dope. I stopped. I stopped at Bass Pro the other day, and I had some y'alls ready just in case I needed <laughs> them. Like there, there was this part of my mind where it was like, I might run into some some good old boys, some hunting, some fishing boys, and I might need to throw y'all out there just to keep my ass covered. Right? Yeah, you're like, <laughs> if I'm asking about like hunting equipment, I have to yeah. say y'all. Yeah, exactly. Like where are y'all keep them bows? <laughs> <laughs> how do y'all like this hunting knife? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I guess maybe maybe that's how y'all will slowly creep into my vocabulary. Y'all know where I can get my fishing license? Yeah, exactly. I'll keep it on the back burner for when I get in trouble. So if you hear me saying y'all, help. Oh, that's exactly right. I'm like, oh no, he's in trouble. Yeah. Save him. I'm fucking panicking. What's the most Texan thing you've done since you moved here? Fuck, I don't know. That is a really good question Have that I wish guns? I had thought about earlier. What? Have you shot guns? Well, nah, not in Texas, but I've shot a lot of guns before oh, okay. I moved to Texas. Okay, so that's not... I feel like I did a lot of Texas stuff before I became a Texan. So so maybe that's why I feel at home now, being a Texan. But those boots are by far the most fucking Texan <laughs> thing about me. <laughs> I was going to do a photo shoot when I got my, my Texas driver's license. I was going to do something... Like maybe me laying in the van with like nothing but the Texas driver's license and the boots on, <laughs> just like take some photos. That sounds nice. Like, I'm a fucking Texan baby, <laughs> but I never do these things. I always think about them. But I mean, you're good with photography. You want to help me out? Let's go, dude. All right, let's go. You plus the boots plus the van well, yeah, minus I, clothing. I was gonna do. I was gonna do a photo shoot of when I got the van too. Of oh me, my like, god, yeah, your license van. that you're just holding your license over your junk. Yeah, mm-hmm. and For then sure. you got the boots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. You could and do like the right perspective where like you can hold it out and it'll just like cover and it'll be very I mean, tasteful. Yeah, whatever angles we need. You, I mean, you're the you're the photographer. Let me, let me know what to do and I'll do it. He's asking you to adjust him. <laughs> That's fine. Right. Sometimes you got to be hands on. Yeah, mouth on. <laughs> 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 Whoa. 
Oh, everybody just got really loud. Sorry, I was scream laughing. No, I think this something here. I touched something and now it's very loud. Okay, so now you've learned touch nothing in here. I'm never yeah, touching it. Don't touch it. it. What are you doing? You're not at the computer right now. You're on the, you're on the couch. I you're in a different place. You should be scared about it. Is, this? is it still loud? <laughs> it's very loud. <laughs> it makes me want to shout so badly. Yeah. I mean, oh, now I, I feel like anything. I talk kind of loudly too. Do I sound loud That's to good. you guys? Anyone, anyone besides Elsa? Do I sound good? You sound great. Okay. Uh, because apparently before everyone was just whispering and now everyone's just actually talking. Hey, Elsa. <laughs> That headphone <laughs> might have a loose cable, and all the cables are connected somewhere. Oh, gotcha. Not in there, okay. but underneath your chair. Okay. Yeah, so I'm if you touch the mic in it, ah, you're fine. <laughs> It'll go in and out. You'll be deaf after, after <laughs> exactly. it all. No, it's fine. So one of the uh, more interesting, uh, or one of the more followed, not interesting, they're all super uh, interesting parts of the sport, but the, the most followed parts of the sport are four-way, four-way uh, FS and VFS. And four-way FS this year, the Belgium's Hayabusa, I'm, I'm sure you've heard the name Hayabusa before at some point, uh, the Belgium team just absolutely devastated uh they finished 20 points ahead of the u.s team they they dominated uh fairly well um and our u.s team is, is a strong team rhythm um the qataris i had no clue the qataris were a good skydiving team at all but they finished third and uh we're closer behind uh u.s than than anybody else um a super bummer though the uh, u.s women's team i'm sure you saw what happened there uh, yeah, I got the story. I'm not sure how much of the public story I know and how much of the uh, more private okay. story I know. All I know is the public story. So Sh- I, I'll, Share I'll, with me what you know. Yeah. Uh, so round five, the, so first of all, the U.S. team, women's team, trains out of Skydive Spaceland Houston. Uh, Aviatrix, they're friends of ours. Uh, actually, the director of marketing, is that Christy's title? Uh, yeah, I think she's the... Marketing and communications director. Yeah, uh, is on that team. So we, we have a all good close relationship with her. Uh, probably why you have a more internal story. Um, she, uh, their video person on round five. They were in third at the time. Their video person. Um, uh, I don't know if I know the public or private version now as I start to tell the story. Uh, yeah, Corey. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe you could read the post. Yeah, I'm going to read the post. Let's we'll pause. We'll pause and come back to because this. I want to respect any and all of this, man. I'm positive yeah. that positive a lot of it is very public, but I, I couldn't hold that. Back. That's I'm a good sorry. one. My brain immediately went there. Let's, uh, Elsa, do you have an interest in competing in skydiving in any way? Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I have in the back of my head since I don't know a couple years ago, maybe um, to do a big way. So I don't know if it's necessarily to compete in these events, um, but I would love to do a big way um, when I get better. So a big way feels like a, more of an accomplishment than like when I think about competition, I think about, hey, we're going to go to nationals, we're going to have this team, we're going to train for for competing against other people that are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your goal, you want to be on a big way. Mm-hmm. What? How many is a big way to you? Um, like 30 or more. Okay. Yeah. Two planes. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, do you have, a uh, an orientation in mind? Um, well, I've done a 30 way belly, just, um, camp kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really fun. Did it all get together? Um, yeah, for the most part. I mean, we definitely built a couple points at least, um, in every jump that we did. Um, and then we, maybe turned a couple more on the more successful ones, but at least we got together and then like turned one or two points on every single one during that camp. So that was really, really cool. 
Um, but I think the more I'm getting into vertical skydiving, that's more of my goal now is to like really hammer down those things and then just go like, you know, get really good and do maybe some like women's, uh, records or something like that too. Cause seeing the girls all, all doing it, I'm like, Oh, that's so neat. Oh, I hate men. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, you know, it's like a male dominated sport, right? So yeah, it's just kind of neat to like have that little niche thing. Well, if you've sharpened yeah. up on those head up skills, there might be an opportunity coming up. Yeah. And that's, ish, and right? that's what I see that like, it's definitely could be in my future. So yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be sick. I, I would imagine that that would be a lot of fun. Like if I were a woman, and I were in that position and we got a bunch of girls together, I feel like that would be really cool. It's the camaraderie thing for me, I yeah. think. And that's why I've stuck with the sport that like I really love just being around friends and all having the same goal and wanting it to be successful. And I just like that part of the sport. So like, yeah. I'm a very competitive person. So I think doing nationals or worlds or whatever, like being just me or just my team, doing something i think that would be really really fun because i'd just be like i want to just beat everybody but at the same time the reason why i love the sport is the camaraderie big group friends aspect of it so i want to do that first yeah it's a good perspective to have and do you know what just hit me like a freight train tell me remember when the the girls group the head up group was getting out before us in the airplane it was like a sunset load Mm -hmm. yeah i remember that do you remember the plan that we had disrupt that skydive Mm, I'm not sure. To disrupt that skydive? Yeah, we didn't end up doing it, but as a joke, <laughs> we said, how fucking funny would it be if we had those like track pants on and nothing underneath them? So oh, we get yeah, out, tearaway rip, pants. Yeah, yes. rip the pants off, like and dicks out and just by. dock on the formation and then just track away. Just, <laughs> that's definitely, we're boys, we can prove it, we're gone now. That's <laughs> definitely some toxic masculinity. Speech. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so I, I didn't like mean to dick. derail you, but like, I, like that yeah. hit... <laughs> Like that just hit me in the forehead, that thought. And I like jolted back a little bit because that memory just, just careened back into my brain. Go out and dock block everybody. And dock blocking. Dock it's block. a thing. Hashtag dock block. It's happened before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would never do that. But just the thought of it is fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> um, Alex, real quick, do me a favor. Uh, turn on What's the up? light switch that's not on. It's a ceiling fan. Hey, hey. Uh, Did you so come up with the official story? I I. I have. I'm going to abbreviate it because it's a, like me, long-winded story. Uh, the videographer, Corey, lost consciousness after they left the plane. About seven seconds later, regained consciousness, deployed his parachute immediately, landed safely. Got checked out on site, ECG, CAT scan. Yes, they observed he does have a brain. I wanted to at least read that part. Uh, <laughs> feels fine, wee bit scared, high blood pressure spike, following up with his doctor back home. Judging entertainment from here begins. Uh, basically when they left because of the, and I'm going to paraphrase now because I'm, I'm not going to read all this crap. Um, the, they get a zero because it's not on video. They don't have a video guy. They get a score of a zero. The judges come back up to them later on and say, hey, you get to re-jump because of a failure. You guys get to do that round again. They re-jump, do their thing. It's good to go. The fourth place team is, I believe, Poland, the Polish team at the, at the time. Uh protests they actually go do their rejump score score well they maintain third place um and i think after the fourth round or after the final round um poland or maybe before the final round poland protested and said the reason they got a rejump wasn't valid and the judges did stand by that and 
unfortunately, the U.S. team ended up in fourth instead of third. Um, the jump was a violation of formation skydiving competition rule 2.15, which defines a not visible situation as it's not visible for equipment failure um, that cannot be controlled um, or meteorog- meteorological conditions or video equipment factors. Okay. So technical answer, it doesn't have anything to do with the well-being being and health of a human being. Yeah, um, that's it's crazy. just the equipment. Yeah. I understand why any uh, judge would give any team in that situation. Like your teammate just had super like that. That's, that's, that shit happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I get why technically Poland is right. So yeah, because it was in the rules. So the rules are the rules. Yeah. Right. It really sucks, though, because you watch these girls train all uh, summer long. Um, yeah. Actually, I don't know if you realize they have lockers right below me. So we deal with them all the time. We're locker mates. We get to, we get to joke and say hi, neighbor. Um, and then to watch your friends kind of get that carpet yanked out from underneath them. It was a little bit of a bummer, but um, good for the girls who did do well. Um, good for the, for the other teams. And congratulations to Poland for taking third. And I'm glad the videographer is in good health now. Yeah, how crazy of a thing crazy. is that? That's yeah. Uh, can kind of get lost in a story like that of like how how terrifying to faint on the outside of an airplane. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and then that's hectic. He came back too and deployed his parachute and he landed fine. It's crazy. I wonder uh, were they weren't jumping at a higher altitude for any reason. I would assume that they're still doing competition passes in competition, even though it's Siberia. Yeah, I would have to check the field elevation there to know that real answer. Mm-hmm. But as far as exit altitude, it's normal. It's competition exit altitude. Interesting. Hmm. I'm going to uh, Google that real quick with uh, Tanae's. Maybe it was all that bear fighting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that would probably take super, a lot out of you. Super he fatigued. fought a bear earlier Sometimes that day. Sometimes you fight I mean, better and you so fall off airplane. That is know, not our problem. I lose much blood to these bears. <laughs> yeah, he's like, sorry, like, I just battled a bear. Do not worry, I replace it with beer. <laughs> <laughs> just intravenously, like, but just, put it, in, just it, put it in. Uh-huh. It did make me a little loose on the camera step. Some is beer, some is bear blood, some is my blood. Stop asking questions. <laughs> I like same. that. I like that he's become <laughs> Russian. <laughs> Corey is now Russian. Because uh, yeah, for sure. Because they're in Siberia. I mean, when in Rome, right? You gotta, when in you Russia. Gotta, when in Russia, you got to play the part. God, that would be great if we could go to Russia and fool people with Russian accents. Dude, I don't think you could. Russian is such so. a, such a hard language to learn and even if you're doing it with an American accent, like ours probably sounds like shit to them. Yeah, they like, it sounds like, good ha, to ha. us cuz we're Americans yeah, and we're, just, we're idiots. Yeah, yeah we, we don't, don't have a good it, ear yeah. for that stuff. It's the same with Oz, Aussie accents. Like to us it sounds good, but to a, a native Aussie it probably sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah, like hearing the people in the movie in Bruges try and play American accents. Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about and oh, that was yeah. one of the first times that I experienced that. As an American like yeah. this person is trying to do an American accent and they're fucking it up this is what I sound like all the time you know, yes. other people. You know the movie In Bruges well I've heard uh, Chris Hemingsworth just recently I because he's um, Chris Hemingsworth is that one of the Aussie, Aussie brothers I think he's Aussie if not he's it's Chris English and, Chris and Liam right yeah 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 and Chris so, is Thor right yeah and so he was trying to do like a southern accent and I was like you know who did a really good like tongue in cheek southern accent in a movie I saw recently I think Daniel Day-Lewis, the guy who was uh, James oh, Bond, I love him. he played uh, a really southern dude in a movie called Knives Out. Wait, Daniel Day-Lewis? No, not Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, Daniel something. He, uh, I don't, I don't remember his last name. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, I think. Okay, Is that so the last name? Yeah, Day-Lewis. that's James Bond. James Bond. That's yeah, the guy. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Oh, okay. Like, man, he fucking killed it. If you have not seen Knives Out, go see it. It's uh 
is a good one. I did see that one. It was kind of long-winded, but it was really good. Yeah, a little bit, but man, his performance was amazing. Yeah. Just the accent alone was enough to keep me... Uh, and then Captain America up. being such a dick. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, was, that was pretty good, too. What movie is this? Knives, Knives Out. Out. It's, uh, oh, it's I did kinda, see it's, that. I don't know if it's necessarily a remake of Clue, but it's definitely inspired it's very by Clue. Clue-ish. You know the old whodunit murder mystery? Yeah, sure. Big house thing? Yeah. It's, it's one of those but it's got a twist to so it. So it was yeah, General Custard in the den with a candlestick? Yeah, you just spoiled everything. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you, you don't have to General see the movie. General Custard? Yeah, isn't that his General name? General Custard. Custer? Custer. Is it Custer or Custard? General, General Mustard? mustard? mustard. No fucking way. It's what? Mustard. Colonel it's Mustard. What? what? Okay. It's we are mustard. obviously from different dimensions <laughs> because we all have different fucking answers to this question. <laughs> It's Colonel Mustard. It's Colonel, Colonel, Colonel Mustard. Mustard, dude. I don't 100%. even. I'm General on the custard. internet right now. I don't That's even know what we're talking about Blue anymore. What is the Colonel subject? Mustard. General Custer. Hang on. General Custer. That is a thing. Are we that talking about Clue though? The game. No, I love that General Custard and and per, what was it? Fuck, you messed me up. Isn't now. that what you put in donuts? Just General Custard. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> yes, I'll have two Bavarian filled and then two of the General Custard. Two of the General. <laughs> Dude, we're no, covering so many subjects right now, and I fucking love it. We've said like two different phrases, and we've covered like at least four or five subjects. <laughs> we're, we're squirrel brains. This is good. Squirrel. You but guys no, are like cool. The, I like hanging out with you guys. <laughs> the, the General Custard is a guy, but not from Clue. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. General Custard and Professor Custard. Mustard there's no D on it. It's just Custard. General Custard. 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 Is there a D in custard for donut? Yes. Like so. the stuff you yes. put in. Okay, so now we have a, a way to separate. A, why are we talking about donuts? You guys want to talk about donuts? <laughs> I mean, By maybe way, I you're went on to a that diet. Donut place God, was not impressed. Which donut what place? Donut place? Or the Cineholic. Fuck what? you! Yeah. You're okay. fired. <laughs> you, two, you two are about to fight. That's what's gonna happen. I, dude, I'm that coming over this. That desk. is his jam. Not impressed. Dude, she's vegan. She doesn't know anything about good food. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> are you but vegan? Thing, yeah. Well, it's technically sustainable, but basically, he, okay. Um, my thing went out again, so can't really hear you guys. Panic. But, um, y'all, <laughs> y'all, you can just pull y'all. pull the headphones y'all. off, and we're just in a room again. Dude, I did that just now to turn the to turn the uh, the fan on, and it was weird. I've never done that before. Oh, been in here without headphones like on. Yeah, I felt weirdly disconnected from you guys. Like we were, I was just behind the glass. It was no longer a part of the conversation. Like, I bet you do a great mime. Anything you know, I should there. probably. I I feel like that should be a part of my skill set. I feel like I should be able to <laughs> juggle as well, but I can't. Like you don't know much, how to juggle? No, dude. Let's learn how to juggle tomorrow. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I should. I should have time. I would no, but I was just thinking of what I had to do. To, but I could definitely make time for juggle, <laughs> dude. Look at me like juggling. scheduling my. Yes, I can make a juggling time. appointment. Pencil me in for two thirty, and we can go from there. <laughs> yeah, dude. What are we gonna juggle? <laughs> what do you start? You start with just like balls, right? <laughs> yep. Um, scarves. Yep. Get down on your knees. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You you learn three at a time, right? Uh, yeah, but I've only I've, I'm gonna bring two. Oh well, that's weird. <laughs> you have two balls. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I feel like balls, like, you know, hand-sized balls would be a good thing to juggle. <laughs> Will has me plenty of juggling balls. Yeah. For real. Yeah, L- lacrosse balls actually do work really lacrosse well. Lacrosse balls? Yeah. Or, nice. uh, like, a s- small bean bags. Yeah. That would be pretty. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Katie, Katie was working on juggling for a while, and that's what, it was like a non-weighted lacrosse ball, like a, like a racket ball. Like similar size, similar shape, but it doesn't have the weight to it. So mm-hmm. maybe it makes it floatier or something. I yeah, I started with scarves because then it would float a hey. lot more, and so you could like really time it, right? Yeah, that's cool, but I don't want to be seen juggling scarves. I'm gonna use balls. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I got a rep to protect. Yeah, scarves at home. You know, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a closeted scarf juggler. <laughs> I only juggle balls in public. <laughs> this sounds like a D and D character waiting to be born. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and listen to this because there's good shit here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't believe that you're gonna do that but i agree that there's good shit man i tried to so the last because uh, you and i had this conversation on the drops and like have you ever gone back and listened to yourself and and critiqued yourself and tried to get a little bit better just to see what you look and sound like and i i got through like maybe four or five minutes of like fuck Same. so that's what i actually look and sound like okay <laughs> and it was like this come to jesus moment like okay yeah there's no fooling me now like that's what i look and sound like i accept it and then i put me. it down forever <laughs> Yeah, Never gonna do it again. I feel that like most people have that that similar set of feelings because it's like the, yeah. you're not experienced. Like you see yourself, and it's like, hey, your voice sounds a little bit different when it's coming into your ears from your own, yeah. you know, throat. And yeah, it, I sound dope when I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, and then I like listen a, to myself talking. It's like, no, <laughs> that's not what that's supposed to sound like. Dork, not dope. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Like a dope, not dope. That's yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking. The I think you sound dope. Oh well, thank you. That's all I need is your approval. But yeah, and there's these lies that you tell yourself because like you see you see a photo of yourself that you don't like. And you're like, well, I'm just not photogenic, but I look good when I'm moving. <laughs> you know, like I'm I'm good at uh, moving around, and and that's how that's how I look in real life. So I look okay. And then you see yourself on video, and it's like same shit. <laughs> it's like, like no, I look how no, I look in photos. I'm just is, ugly f- frame after frame after frame. Yeah, exactly. And like lighting and and angles do make a gigantic difference. But like you know, there are those people who just look good in any any angle, any orientation, any lighting. And you just, I just gotta accept that I'm just not one of those fucking people. <laughs> I've got like two settings, two two that I would probably look. I mean, good in. but do you think even the the people who you and I would agree with, uh, or agree with each other? Uh, yeah, that person just looks great all the time. Do you think that they don't have the same feeling when they see themselves oh, on video? Well, I think that's too. yeah, and that's that's like an ego question because there are some people who are fucking gross, and they probably think that they're one of those people who look great. All, I. You know, th- it's hard to judge judge oneself in that way. So I, I think it just depends on the personality. And how strong your selfie game is on Instagram. Yeah, that too. And that that's probably a good way to pump up self-esteem because I've never been a selfie guy. Man, I really want to just quit social media altogether, like 100%. So? And not, like, not for a finite amount of time, like just straight up quitting forever. I mean, at least just press pause on it. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to look at didn't, it. Elsa, didn't you take a social media break? I, I think I saw a post or something a couple yeah. of months ago. In 2019? Holy shit. That, yeah. was, that was a minute. Dude, you could have told me that was two weeks ago and I would have absolutely <laughs> believed yeah. you. Well, um, so I reposted it because I was like, man, it's time to do that again because I did a 30 minute or 30 Maybe that's minute. What it was. Get close to that microphone. Now it's now I'm struggling to hear you. Can, can you guys hear me? Am I totally muted? Hmm? I feel like I'm muted. I feel like nothing is working here. Um, but Just yeah, I did a 30 day cleanse because I was I'm reading or I was reading this book called Digital Minimalism and it was about intentional living, um, about how how you, you know, put meaning into oh, it's going under. Um to, yeah, Dude, to I'm put, super into to put meaning meaning into um oh. Yep. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Nice job. Woohoo. <laughs> Oh. We did it. Now I feel like I'm a part of the team. Woo. Okay, <laughs> digital minimalism. Yeah, digital minimalism. And it's essentially like making technology work for you instead of you work for it because we get sucked into it very easily. And that's what they designed it for. Literally, every time you log into Facebook or Instagram, you are making them money. And so 
for me to realize that like, yeah, my time is their money. So I'm just wasting my time and they're making all this money off of ads and blah, 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 whatever. I was like, fuck that. You know, I was like so into just like, you know, anarchy, fuck the system, you know, like I don't want to give my time to them. And so it was really, really great. Um, you know, I was still freelancing everything at the time, so I would still check my email, but I wasn't like I had rules for myself. I like wrote down my rules. So like I would check my email, but I wouldn't open any emails unless they were particularly like from somebody that I knew for a job, um, you know, or a potential job or whatever. I wouldn't open any of like the emails that are for like, you know, advertisements or whatever. I would check um, my any messenger situation. So like Facebook was easy to do because that's a separate app. And so I could just check that messenger app. Mm-hmm. Instagram was a little bit tricky because I had to actually log into Instagram in order to see my messages. And the moment you log in, you see butts that you're just like, Oh, what's up? Did you, you know, do like, the old oh, like good looking, butt? I need to start scrolling. Yeah. So yeah. So like, I wonder if I can get a mold of that, butt. Hey, call back to the last episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> and we're butt back. Plugs. Um, and so <laughs> that was, <laughs> was it butthole mold? The was chocolate ones mold? and gold oh, ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I w- this entire podcast is going to be about, <laughs> but I think that I still incorporate that into like my daily life nowadays, even nice. though I'm very much on social media a lot. I make sure that I'm like, no, I'm doing, I'm getting on to do my job to do this, to do that. And then like, I shut it down, you know, like I, I'm not just meaniously just scrolling, you know, using it intentionally. Yeah. Nice. Intentional like living. And I think intentional living is very important. For everyone, because it's like we get so stuck, sucked into just, oh, let's go see what's on social media. And then you waste hours. And it's yeah. like, what was your intentions, you know, mm-hmm. or, or just in life in general? Like, what what are you intending to do today? Right. And, mm-hmm. and have that and, and do it and stick to it. Yeah. I've noticed in those moments, too, like w- when you have realized that you just wasted an hour or whatever it is on social media. And you can't play back in your mind any of the things that you saw, mm-hmm. but you know you just saw a lot of content, but none right? of it and is you memorable. Your ass off, and yeah. you're like, I don't even fucking remember that. Yeah, <laughs> it is. What the fuck was the point of that? <laughs> like, I could have been doing anything else for yeah. that couple hours or whatever it was. I mean, there is something we said to be like unwinding, right? So yeah. Like, if you give yourself sure. thirty minutes, I'm just gonna unwind and look at some crazy TikToks, whatever. Like, that still is intentional, right? Yeah. Like, I'm gonna give myself this thirty minutes, blah blah, blah whatever. For sure. So. Yeah, absolutely. Just setting the intention beforehand, I think. Mm-hmm. Or like using social media for, for inspiration purposes is cool too. If you're just straight up copying people just to make yourself better or use it for motivation or whatever. I think there's positives to it, but Exactly. So make it again, work for you. Intention is important. You work for it. See there there's I agree with both of you guys. There's definitely good stuff out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Like, hey, there are fitness people that I follow. Hey, there are skydiving things that I follow. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, I can get I can get motivation from that. But it's the same as like for me, it's the same as trying to snack on a on a donut. Like you know that I can't have one donut. <laughs> yeah. The moment that I start eating donuts, it's like fuck it, donuts everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just the way that my mind is. It's like man, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing on social media, and then yada yada yada. God, I like, hey, I totally lost track of the intention, and now I'm just here doing this bullshit. Exactly. And now every time I discover that I'm just there doing that bullshit, I'm upset about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, God, what am I, like, how did this happen but again? But if you are realizing it, that's like step number one. You know, like you in, you had an intention when you get, went into it, then you realize that you're just wasting your time. So that's exactly the point where you can shut it down. 
you know, and so you don't have to be mad about it. You can just be like, oh, that was it. But I feel like if I leave the option open still, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to go back to it because, oh, well, I already did this, you know, Mm -hmm. like same thing with food. It's like, well, I already had one terrible thing today. So now today's just a wash. Let me just have all the bad things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if I just decide, hey, I'm not having any of that. Like I can I can maintain that off switch. That's no problem. Right. It's like like nothing or all. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to go for it. I, I have a goal to go for nothing. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. Nothing. Hard. And that's still pertaining to social media. What you said your goal is, is yeah. no social media. Yeah. Just to have just to switch it off. When is that going to start? Do you have a start date? No, I didn't pick one. Mm. Does the podcast count? Will you, you come here and just book. sit here in silence? No. That would, that would probably yeah, I have I have a, the audio book. Digital of, minimalism. Of that, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. And how long are you looking to do this for? Like in general, period, und- undetermined, uh, indefinite? I, I haven't picked a time frame. Okay. It's more of a thought than anything else. I think it's very attainable. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's very attainable. Yeah, I'm sure that it is, especially now with, uh, you know, my excuse for a while was, well, the the, the Spaceland staff, we communicate on the, the Facebook staff page. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we don't do that anymore. Now we got WhatsApp, which uh, works great. You don't have to check anything other than the message. And uh, aside from some uh, work obligations, uh, then I don't have to look at it. Yeah, and that's I, I'm involved with the work obligations, and I'm sure we can work around whatever we need to. So, as far as that side goes, we're good. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, crap. Uh, vertical VFS, four way VFS. Okay, great. Just uh, U.S. killed the game, dude. Homies on SCC core destroyed, man. One hundred forty three points, hundred and twenty was second place. The Russian team. Damn. Now I got to be fair to the whole world because I can't remember all the countries, but UK, Australia. I know both for sure did not show up to worlds uh, to 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 Mondial, um, and it was uh, just restrictions, travel restrictions, either from their country or their governing bodies, whatever the case may be. Maybe it was uh, British skydiving said they couldn't compete because of their concerns with COVID, or maybe it was travel restrictions. I forget which was which in each case. Um, but, man, you US know our buddy Blair Smith. Blair. He told Blah. me, I'm living in Melbourne, and I can't get to Queensland where my family is. We have a five-kilometer radius, so about a three-mile area yep. we can go from home. And we can't be outside between 9 p.m. and 5 a.m. How nuts. crazy is that shit? I Do shit they still deal. have the buddy system? So apparently if you're living alone, um, you could have a buddy um, within that three mile radius and that's the only person that you could go see and they had to be like documented so it's like okay i have this i have this one friend that i'm gonna go see my accountability buddy document my, your buddy my don't you can kill only myself, hang friend. out with your buddy yeah and is then that your buddy then they see your buddy that and then like so they, they don't have buddy systems anymore they're all just like attention all just no more depression. buddies yeah they all have depression <laughs> I, th- I got an email from a buddy recently, and it's about 240 days. I can't remember if it was 241 or 214, but it was day two-something of, of travel and lockdown restrictions where they were, he was in that five-kilometer bubble, and they're talking about opening it up to 10-kilometer bubble soon, which, like, Jesus Christ, that's I can make it to the grocery store now. Thanks. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, Uh huh. but they're not going to do that. They're not going to do what? <laughs> They're going to keep them locked down like that forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, not forever, but oh, man, I can't believe it's gone on this long. Yeah. I mean, we're in Texas. It's a very open place. And man, it really doesn't seem like we're having a much worse go with the Rona than anybody else. It it doesn't, man. It's a, 
I'm amazed at how many people are wearing masks in public. Um, it also depends on which store you go to. For example, when I went to Bass Pro Shop recently, nobody was wearing a mask. Right. Yeah. When I went to no. Lululemon, same fucking day, everybody was wearing a mask. Yeah. Two very different demographics. See, that's, yeah. that's, 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 what I that's what I just 100%. despise about this whole situation. Is it's so politicized? Yes. It's so like, hey, just, I don't give a shit. Give me the science. Like, I, I'm. You can get an abortion and own a gun. You can wear a mask or you can not wear a mask. But we shouldn't be relying on what your personal opinions are it's science it's like hey what works like i mean if voting republican keeps you from getting the rona it's like man that's not how it works this is a problem but it's all about <laughs> how you vote dude it's crazy but it's you know just like super liberal place lululemon you're gonna find a lot of a lot of bernie votes in that store right yeah you go to bass pro shop this everybody loves trump in that yeah. in that store oh, yeah, and it's like man why why i just don't understand how it can still look that way i can it seems reasonable that with a lack of information because the inf- because it's all new hasn't come out yet or whatever that the world could be like that but it's like hey we've been on this for a year and a half now and we still don't know like i still don't know whether or not a mask makes a difference. I, you know, I I still don't know. And I don't think they know either. You know, like that's why we're not getting the straight answer. Yeah, there could just be a series of trying to give the best answer over time and that answer changes because the data changes and uh, the data changes. It's hard. It's super, super hard to tell. And I'm not the person to make that call because I'm very, I'm not as informed as... I feel like there are a lot of controlled environments in the U.S. that exist already, like a prison, like a nursing home. Like, mm-hmm. hey, let's try this in prison A and this in prison B and see what, where did the, the, the fewer people get sick? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's just saying hey, these are environments that exist already, let alone creating an environment. Hey, let's put a bunch of people in here. Let's put yeah. one positive COVID test in the building and uh, <laughs> let's have these people do these precautions. And then, hey, let's do something different over here. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I think that's a really good idea, but from on a, on a bigger picture, you, I could see how someone would spin that as evil or sadistic, like letting someone in a controlled environment just go give everybody COVID and see what oh, happens. But the other Giddy people would have to humans. sign off on it. Right? Oh, okay. They'd be like, if I, yeah, sure, everyone's a willing you know, participant. Yeah. Okay, in Do my that. mind, you just like, <laughs> just no one fucking knows I, about I, it. And you're like, I'll, yeah, run wild. I'll sign <laughs> up for it. I haven't had it yet. Yeah. I'm not afraid of it killing me. Yeah. <laughs> if you're putting together this experiment, give me a call. Exactly. My question is, when you go into Bass Pro, and you yep. see no one with a mask mm-hmm. on. Do you wear a mask or do you not wear a mask? I'm not wearing a mask. Okay, mask. but when you go into Lululemon and everyone's wearing a mask, do you wear a mask? No, no, mask? no. Okay, I, I, I went into Lululemon with my girlfriend. She was wearing a mask. Everyone else was it was, and I won't. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And it's like, yeah. hey, if if the store had a policy and asked me to put a mask on, sure, I'd put a mask on. Yeah, but. It, like uh, today to go pick up um, uh, oxygen, I had to put a mask on at their at their place, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, that's fine. You got a sign, you got a policy, cool. I don't care. Yeah, but it's like beyond the policy. When I feel like people are making a, a social statement by wearing the mask, that's what bothers me. That's if you if it's a yeah. scientific, <laughs> if there's reasoning behind the mask, yeah, great. I wore a mask for a whole year. Like yeah. no one saw my face for a whole year. The Dude. mustache. Yeah, I, real, snu- I snuck a giant mustache into Wait, that. You're, you're, you're like, the most committed what? to that mask. And it's like, man, I, if that was under there the whole time. If you can make me believe that masks are beneficial, I will happily wear one. Yeah, it, it, it it's a slight inconvenience, but yeah, whatever. But when but there's no science in that. Like, yes, this actually works. So it's like, why? And then, I mean, with the masks that have like the openings on the side, that's what I've heard. That like that the openings obviously will let air in. So the ones that are like more 
close fit are better, but literally it's all speculation. There's no actual science. So it's like, okay, what are we doing? I feel like vaccines are in the same same thing right now. Of, you know, people who get the vaccine and have an easy go but want to credit it to the to the vaccine. But man, we've had okay. so many friends get the Rona, have little to no symptoms, and where do you where's the credit for that? My boss was vaccinated or is vaccinated and he got corona or he got it. Yeah, it doesn't so, keep you from getting so it. So exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like And the, but they can like man, I would I would just love to see the studies of it. Mm-hmm. of hey we d- did this and this person still got it and they were or weren't able to give it to other people there's just so many factors you I know mean, each just... person is totally different you know chemically where they were who they interacted with how long there's just so many variables you know yeah i feel like dj's still trying to get back to more monday monday yes 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 mm-hmm. tell us tell us more about the competition why do we keep on squirreling i don't know ma'am but first of all he, he masks can... have some level of effectiveness yeah. i don't think masks are 100 percent effective but the the large spray, the, the large particles, because we all mm-hmm. spit when we talk. We've all spit on each other. We've all been spat upon. Mm-hmm. So I think masks make a barrier, a, a basic difference. I don't think they make the complete difference. Um, I do think the uh, vaccine has some effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much. I'm super curious because I have two situations in my life, and one of them is my immediate family, where Five, six people in my family have COVID all at the same time. Nowhere living near me. Um, Were they interacting with each other? Yeah, yeah. They all yeah. two families living together. Okay. Um, uh, two families, one house. One family, one house. One family, their house. Two mm-hmm. miles apart. Um, the one that went spent time in the hospital is the only one without a vaccine. The others got away pretty easily. Yeah. So, um, and I know two situations that way. So I don't know if the vaccine's effective or not. I got the vaccine because I want to be able to travel and do other things, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, fuck. If you want a vaccine passport, you want—I don't care what you call it. I got the vaccine, and dominantly, I don't get flu vaccines. I believe they can work. I believe they can be effective. I don't care. I'm not worried about getting the flu. I don't get it often. I don't know if I ever have, and I'll be sick for a few days. Fuck it. The thing about the passports is that um, it—it would make sense, like for uh, polio. Or for the measles. Oh, I didn't mean real passport. I or, meant that in a generic term. Oh, okay. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think like the vaccine passport that they're talking about doesn't make sense for the coronavirus vaccine because it's not a be-all, cure-all thing, right? Yeah. Whereas with polio, with measles, it's like, yeah, once you get the vaccine, then it's like, you're never going to get it, right? So that's what those passports would yeah. be beneficial for but something for for corona it's like doesn't really matter. my benefit at this point is is there's countries i can go to that i can't go to without it exactly so that that theoretical passport back yeah, to yeah, a yeah. real one uh there are vacations i like to go on and i like to do mm-hmm. right now i'm living very much in a bubble um i go on vacation so we won't be back in two weeks because i'm on vacation nice. um and uh i dude you won't see me out at the drop zone tons i will be out this weekend You'll see me mainly keeping my space. I'm spending a lot of time outside because it's the most comfortable. Yeah. Uh, the drop like, zone, I want to go on this vacation. <laughs> yeah, the drop zone is the only place I'm not wearing a mask publicly right now. And it depends how crowded it's going to be this weekend and if I'll wear one or not. I feel like I'm around everybody there enough and I feel like I stay far enough away from everybody. If I'm in a crowded space, I feel like I need a mask. If I feel like I'm in a grocery store where I don't know the person next to me who's leaning over the top of me. I feel like I'm in super crowded places. In some cases, I do it out of respect for the community or the establishment. Because um, like, if I'm in Home Depot and nobody's there, I don't feel like I need a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically wear one out of habit um, at Home Depot if nobody's there. But when it's a super crowded place, then I feel more 
obligated to i don't know if i've said this before but one of my friends uh worked in south korea for years he was there for i think 10 years because he was doing uh english as a second language and kids would come to school with masks on if they were feeling sick and so that was a very normal thing in their culture um i guess because there's a lot of people um, it's pretty normal in all asian most asian cultures yeah. yeah and so it's like it's it's a, a respect thing, right? Like I'm keeping my germs to myself. I feel like I'm getting mm-hmm. sick. And so that's what the masks were doing. It was keeping their germs yeah. to themselves. So like yeah, I get that. And that was part of the whole conversation of, hey, my mask protects me from you, mm-hmm. yada, yada, back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just, um, again, I just haven't seen enough of a change from the times where we were all wearing masks to the times where, I have gone plenty of days without seeing a single face in a mask now since since things have gone the other way. And I just don't see a big difference between those two worlds. Right. I, I understand. Like DJ, I know, is a genuine germaphobe. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I know that it probably gives him a lot of comfort to wear that mask because now he doesn't have to worry about the germs. I mean... You couldn't touch this man's face before the, the pandemic. <laughs> no, he gave me a hug the other day and I was like, what the heck? Yeah. I, I actually... I'm like, maybe that was the first and only hug I've ever got from I you. I gave Stig a hug when we were at the DZ the other day. I just... Man, I love Stig. He's a super good dude. And I, d- I just... I do appreciate a good embrace from a good friend. They're, to me, part of the hug is a germaphobe thing. And part of it is I have difficult time sharing intimacy. Like, you'll see a lot of our friends say, I love you, I love you. You'll notice I don't repeat it back often. You've kissed me on the mouth. That's not intimacy. <laughs> that's different, that's though. Lust. That's not intimacy. That's crossing a lot of yeah, lines. Yeah, that's sex, bro. <laughs> um, but th- there are certain comfort levels. I When I reach a comfort level with certain people, like, there are people who can touch my face, and I'll be fine with it because there's a level of intimacy that is there. And I don't necessarily mean uh, sexual or, or romantic intimacy. I right. mean just yeah. personal intimacy. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but even, yeah, even then, <laughs> it's hard. Like Nicole Black yeah, is somebody who I'm super good friends with. Nicole and I get along phenomenal. We can say and exchange almost any words, any ideas, any thought. We're, we can be very vulgar to each other. Mm-hmm. But yet, we still don't hug. And I forget what joke came up that would allow her to touch my face, but I'm like, go ahead. And I, I had to brace, like, okay. <laughs> okay, now. I'd rather it. you just fucking punch me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, crap. I'm not using the cameras right. But it's, uh, for me, I just, part of it is, like you said, it's the respect of people around me. Um, I really don't care as much. For right now, I'm living in a bubble because anything that can protect me from getting sick yeah, before my vacation. Exactly. If it's, a, if it's a 1% increase in my protection, I'm taking it right now because I'm going on vacation. Yeah, I, you're like, if mm-hmm. I get corona, I swear to God. <laughs> Dude, this vacation is actually a little private personal life thing. It's been postponed. We actually were supposed to be gone um, the week between the podcast, but family got sick, got in the hospital. We're all rescheduling our... Why are you fucking be like Corona, man? Mm-hmm. What, what are you doing that for? No, I'm kidding. Um, Why you do that? Yeah, no, super bummer, dude. It's uh, yeah. It seems that I, everybody got sick, no big deal. One dude had to go to the hospital like, ooh. Ooh. And at first it was decent. I was like, okay, this is good. And there was a day or two where like, he's going to be okay. Everything was fine. Yeah. But, but like, like mm-hmm. there's no improvement now. Like what happened to improvement? Uh, mm-hmm. And back to good. So mm-hmm. everything will be a-okay with my family. Um, good. Yeah, I just, good. I still don't know what to make of it all. I agree with Nick. Texas has been too open and too liberal with COVID. And, and I'm just going to use those terms. Uh for us not to have massive repercussions. Now, people mm-hmm. argue we have massive repercussions because we have some of the largest number of COVID cases daily. Um, yeah, we're also the largest, one of the largest and the most populated states, so our numbers should be high. 
our percentages, our per capita numbers are actually pretty reasonable compared to the rest of the country. So we're, we stand out in news all the time because of our cases. Yep. But they looked at our per capita number. Our per capita number is is in the middle. Yeah. And I saw that Florida isn't doing too bad either. Yeah. Like they were getting so much flack and they're like not doing so bad. No. So you know, you know why? Freedom kills the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, it does. Exactly. Goddamn right. And Saunas do sick too, ass apparently. Boots. <laughs> and sick boots. Did it feel like you're on the other side and, of the glass just now? Sick ass swoops. Yeah. It, and swoops and boots and You know, that's probably hoops. the uh maybe sixth time I've ever used the restroom during a podcast. How was it? Uh yeah, it sounds different through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, those people are yelling in there. What's everyone so upset what? about? Yeah. What are you talking Poor about? Val. She's like, Yes, this is this normally. It's just uh, when we're not here, DJ's gaming at night and she listens to me yell at people all the time. Can Actually, I, I don't Big know. Dick Roy. <laughs> Can I ask one Fuck quick Big Dick Roy. off topic question real quick? What's up? Do, are we still answering the phone if we get called on this podcast? Is that still a rule? Well, especially if it's somebody we know. Oh, like, shit. Okay, you didn't have to ask permission for that. Okay, because I got a phone call and I'm new to the show and I fucking panicked. But <laughs> I'll tell this person they can call again and I'll answer if they if they call. Yeah. Uh, All hey, right, sick. What, you know, like, just because I want you now. Yeah, but I, like, I hate interrupting people. It's one of my least now, favorite do you things think? to do, and I didn't want to interrupt you guys, but Man, I'm going to interrupt if he calls I again. I think this is a two-hour-long interruption. Eight-way. Eight-way formation yeah, skydiving. Look, look at him interrupting boom. our conversation yes, with the planned conversation. Yeah. 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 Did you see the battle there? Did not. Did not see the battle. U.S.-France eight-way was a fucking showdown. This is my favorite part of any competition, of any sport. I like when people battle. I like people when, when people go to war. That's awesome. And the U.S. team and the French team, uh, 166 to 165. Wow. What, sorry, so what was, like was the event again? I missed it. Eight-way. Eight-way. Eight-way belly, right? Eight-way belly, yeah. yeah. So to answer that, Elsa, U.S. took the lead in the final round. Oh, the sixth boy. round, France had the lead. The fifth round, U.S. had the lead. The fourth round, I don't remember who had the lead at that point. I can't do it, but it was a back and forth oh, that's battle. Awesome. That's pretty sick. Oh, yeah. Here it is. France, uh, round one and two tied. Round three, France takes a lead. Round four, they take a lead. Round five, they actually bring it back to, I think, a tie. Round six, uh, France takes it back. Round seven, U.S. takes it back. So, so just one point. Yeah, one, one FM point. Dude. Were they were they streaming this stuff live, or were they posting the scores live so that suspense was kind of being felt real time? Or you so just that's now what I was have... trying to find. Yeah, and I couldn't it was a completely yeah. real time. So part of my benefit, uh, you know, my luck is being in the sport a long time. I have a lot of friends there, so yeah. I'm get to see live updates and posts from them. But uh, anybody who wants to find this, F A I space Tanay T A N A Y. Google those two words, F A I Tanay. And the first link you'll get back is actually the uh, results or, or a page for the world uh, competition and click results and you can find it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so through the competition, I was able to see and I'll show you guys and uh, the skydiving okay. world. Um, yeah, that's what I was go. able to find. So you'll be able to find this and these are almost live updates, almost live score. Uh, End time scoring is actually the official provi- provider and they had more up to dates, but they were unofficial. This is official. But if you click on any one of the scores, you can A, get a detail of what each formation was, or not was, but was scored. But if you click on that picture, now a video pops up. Sick. Oh, dope. That's rad. So this is, for me, where it's at. Like, I see a yeah. high-scoring round. I'm like, yo, guys, I, I want to see. I know those helmets. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, same, different team. Oh, okay. All so the U.S. team. Talents. All the U.S. team. Yeah. yeah. This is a combination of XP and airspeed. They came together to do an eight-way team. Beautiful. So these are like some 
absolutely phenomenal. Top yeah. level flyers, obviously. What do you think the odds are we can convince them to do that in like cowboy boots? I uh, can't get my mind off those boots. You gotta tell them to be brave. Be brave. I'll tell Real. you, at least one of them has done a naked training skydive. All right, that's a good start. The <laughs> thing is, is that we would have to make it so like the boots were on top, of, like on the outside of their suit, and then we would put like yeah, some of, of the grippers onto the actual boots. Yeah, instead of <laughs> having uh, gloves that were boots on their hands, <laughs> and on their heads will also be boots. No helmets, just boots. I'm gonna boot you out of here. Really? <laughs> Boots and pants and boots and pants. Boots and pants and boots and pants. Boots and pants. If you ever want to get Val to giggle, so just neat. start doing that in front of her. Boots because and pants that's and from and Shrek. She just t- tickles her. It tickles her funny yeah, bone. Yeah, that's the Is little it from kitty. Shrek? I, I hear boots and cats. Boots and cats and boots and cats. Oh, no, that was a guy uh, commercial. There is more than one version of it. Okay, you were thinking green. A, a really fun YouTube video. Green animals mm-hmm. is yeah. what you were thinking of. And pants and boots and boots and pants and pants and pants and boots and boots and pants. Um... From there, uh, uh, man, there's so many other things, and I don't want to neglect or leave them all out, but at some point we're going to run out of time. U.S. Canopy piloting team absolutely crushing it again. Um, but it was it was uh, not it, – it was an interesting fight, man. Kurt Bartholomew, who is if – you, if you can't argue that he's one of the top in the world, he's the top in the world, uh, you'd be silly. He was crushing it overall and just had a couple bad rounds and dropped to 12, which was just mind-blowing. You expect to see Kurt on the top of the podium, period, man. The but he got second in accuracy. Uh, yeah, accuracy, he did well. Um, and then in distance and speed, he had a run in each that just crushed him. Mm. And so each one in speed, I actually think he got a zero at some point in speed. I'm not, I don't remember for sure. Um, but yeah, he just, just not his meat. And it was just crazy to see. Man, I, the king of swooping right now. He he's got the most medals. He's got the most podiums, and the dude's a god come to swooping. Mm-hmm. He fell aside, but he, there's some really stiff competition out there now. The the world of canopy piloting is absolutely phenomenal. So, shout out to everybody who is training. I'm looking forward to nationals. October is nationals. If you don't follow these kind of things, uh, watch your Facebook feed, watch your social media feeds. Uh, Nick won't be able to, uh, and you will find <laughs> these links very quickly. Uh, they're out there, and you can follow them. And it's it's a lot of fun to cheer on your friends. And a lot of these events are now updated real time so um anything about worlds you guys wanted to talk about mention bring up else i know is one of the advocates of this conversation um yeah i just i really enjoyed seeing um people that i saw training at my home dz yeah it was really really neat to just be like oh wow they're out there i'd like to see um you know like the celebration photos or like the competition photos um and you know i could just tell that everyone was like in really good good spirits and like the vibes are good so it's fun i think we've uh disclosed at some point with gravity lab uh radio that nick and i got into some social media and i think we've actually discussed it on the show we do uh social media for lb altimeters and so we have these connections to so many teams and because we have a connection and for me i deal with a lot of the the, the communicating of getting all their pictures and their photos and stuff man it's so hard because you know almost everybody there in some level or another and like but i want it and it was so hard because overall I was voting for the U S U S U S right. Yeah. But I have really good buddies on other country teams. I'm like, ah, yeah, I can't exactly. believe I'm about to say go France. <laughs> I'm like, cause I'm racist when it comes to French people. I hate you all. Uh, but go France. Suck uh, it, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the, uh, French wingsuit, uh, team members actually used to jump out here quite a while back. So, um, nice. yeah, it's super, super good dude. Um, from there, I really wanted to talk about the board, man. USPA Board of Directors. What do you guys know about the USPA Board of Directors? 
I always recognize recognize the names just because they've been around for so long. Uh, I know that I've met some of them personally, but uh, I don't know them nearly well enough to put their names into into context. Man, I wish right now, and, and they don't have it. Um, they uh, before the board meetings, they actually publish the agenda and what each uh, the whole committee or the whole board's going to talk about, but also what each committee member or each committee is going to be talking about. And for me, that's really uh, good because I get to pick and choose what I get involved with, what I do or don't know about. Uh, they take that agenda down, so I didn't just find it, but be patient. And I'll pull up some of the topics of what went on. But twice a year, the USPA Board of Directors meet. They call it the winter and the summer meeting, but they don't exactly happen at those time frames. Um, and they get together, and they go over whatever's going on in skydiving, whatever they need to work on. Uh, the two largest committees are safety and training. Big shock, right? Mm-hmm. Competition. Not a big shock either. Those are the two biggest committees that um, happen and, and cover a large portion of what's going on. Membership services, group membership, that's your drop zone services, stuff like that. Uh, the budget or finance committee, I forget the technical name of them. Excuse me. The governance committee, how USP is actually run in whole. All of these things happen. And uh, it's been neat to watch. This year, uh, uh, th- this last term, this is it's a three-year term. It's the end of the term, and I've been involved with uh, talking to, communicating with the USPA board for 21 years now, and uh, all respect to previous board members, this last term has probably been the most effective, most cooperative. Cooperative doesn't mean they agree. Cooperative doesn't mean they take the same side of every argument. It means they work together to come to a common cause or solution or answer. Mm-hmm. A most cooperative board I think we've seen, and it's been really neat and and. A large part of it is I think a lot of the uh, current board members actually really care and are interested in what's going on for the members. So as boring as this conversation will be for most people I know, um, I really want to make sure everybody out there knows what's going on. I want to kind of give you guys a window into what's out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think our biggest opening to to the board of directors, I, I say biggest, our biggest window we've had so far, ah, no, because Jay Stokes gave us a really good glance into it. But Melissa Lowe recently also did. Yeah. And actually, that's where I find a lot of um, updates because she's really good at um, kind of outlining what they talked about. They'll, she'll post like what, you know, bullet points or whatever. And then from that post, there's a lot of other board members that chime in and like put their you know, notes in or whatever. And, and it's, yeah, very inf- informational. I would say she's easy, easily noticeable as the person doing the most outreach. Yeah. And then it sparks, I think other people to like chime in. And so I think it's a good like catalyst, you know, who, uh, who do you like on the board other than Melissa? Who said I like Melissa? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of an assumption, right? Um, man, it's I'll, I'll come out. I'll come out with a list of board members, and more importantly, I want to talk about the upcoming election, and that's the reason I want to talk about the board right now. Is in just under a month from now, October is voting month. In October, you can vote for your new national and regional directors. Uh, most regions have a single candidate, so there's not tons of competition. But national director is one of the larger fields there have been in a long time. Um, and I'll straight up tell you, I will not say these names tonight, but there are people who do not need to be on the board. There are people who are running, who are not a productive member and would not be a productive member of the board, um, who are more disruptive than anything. And some of them are actually current board members. You can make some assumptions to who I'm talking about. That's up to you. Um, 
as far as uh, there's also a lot of great people running. There's more great people going on. There's more great things going on. So I really think people should get involved and understand what's there. Um, Melissa Nelson Lowe is, is uh, for me, a little bit polarizing. Um, I am a fan. I am an advocate of Melissa. Uh, her job as a board member is to represent the members to the board, but also to represent the board to the members. And that's what you've described as she's done. Yeah, she's really good at like, because I didn't really get a lot of information from where or who I was following on, on Facebook until now, I feel like. So I think she's doing a good job. Yeah. She does a great job. Um, there's other people who've done a good job, uh, mm-hmm. but their social circle is much smaller. Michael Watkins probably gives the most detailed, most or, uh, most information-oriented yeah. uh, recap ever. Does um, he have like a, a, a page dedicated to just that, though? No, and that's where Melissa's a little bit different. So Michael A. on his own Facebook page will put his recap, and then in every not every group, but in tons of groups he's involved with. So you see him in all sorts of skydiving groups across the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, putting down information. Yeah. Um, but Melissa has that a little bit more public platform, uh, letting national, uh, letting things speak out. A good example, Melissa Lowe, USPA National Director, is her Facebook page. One day, uh, e- each day for how many ever days in a row, she's asked the national candidates, national director candidates to make a post about themselves and why they should be voted for. Mm -hmm. And so she's not just using her own platform to educate people. She's giving them their options. Like, hey, these are the people you should vote for. These are the people you should look to. Mm -hmm. And I highly recommend getting involved with Melissa's page there because you can ask these candidates, hey, yo, Nick Lott, why am I going to vote for you? Hey, Nick Lott, what is your stand on? And I see people calling out the candidates right now. What is your stand on such and such? Um... It's uh, super interesting sometimes to see who asks what questions, though. <laughs> um, anyways, I got a little uh, little sidetracked. Um, the board, first of all, check out their committee meetings. Get to know, find out what's going on, look at the agenda, and talk to them. Nick, you'll love this one as a drop zone manager. There was, before the committee, don't worry, it didn't go anywhere, a, uh, I'm not even going to try to find it to read it completely, but it was... Anybody involved in a USPA training session, training course, instructional rating, instructor jump, anything has to be tested for COVID within 72 hours of that training. <laughs> Man, that's insane. Everybody. So your manifestors, anybody involved in contact with any of the students. So, so every person who works in a drop zone is getting a COVID test every three days. Every yeah, seventy two hours before testing. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, uh, the safety and training committee was presented this one. Safety and training committee very quickly said, "Nah, that's drop zones can choose to Did do they that." Say, go back to Lululemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, they should. Did give... you have this idea in a Lululemon? <laughs> <laughs> but I think that it would be good to like to like each business can say to wear a mask or not, I think each drop zone could make their own decision on, oh yeah, we do have a really, we do have a need for this or something, right? And that was USPA stance. We're a governing body. We issue ratings. We do safety and training. We're not going to tell you how to run your business. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was on on the board, there was something coming up about should USPA do criminal background checks for very specific activity. I'll leave it private to what it was. Um, for instructors. So the base question is, is, should there be criminal background checks for instructors? And said and done, like, no, we're a governing body. It's up to a drop zone. Nick, you want to hire somebody who has this criminal background? That's your fucking problem, not USPAs, right? 
So USPA decided then that they don't want to get involved with that. And, and I think today they still hold that process. It's mm-hmm. up to a DZ. Yeah. And honestly, I think that that's something that like the national government could learn from because, <laughs> you know, like just, I don't know. That's a different subject. <laughs> what do you mean? Are, are we uh, going into pro-legalization here? Is that what's happening? No, just that like the national government of the United States, the United States is ginormous. And for them to know what each state, every state needs the same thing. Like I think each state needs something different, right? So they should give more, um, what's the word authority to each state govern government to make their own decisions. Right. So that that, that that was my whole spiel. I can agree with that for sure. (laughs) I've been a huge advocate of, of state run governments where, let me not pay as much in national or federal tax. Let me pay a little bit more in state tax and let my state run it. Yeah. Because if my state's a shithole and puts itself out of business, that's my state and where I choose to live this problem. I'm going to choose to live in a prosperous state. I'm going to choose to live in a state that has a good economy. Um, I do not live in Houston for the fucking scenery. Fuck <laughs> yeah, right. that. The tallest thing in Houston is an overpass. You don't like flat and flat? Flat and, and trees flat. and swamp Dude, and marsh. And I went to I went concrete. I went to hill country the like a week ago with Katie and I lost my fucking mind. It was insane. Wait, you've never been to the hill country? No, I mean I have before oh. and I've been in like some pretty mountainous areas, but it just had been so long. Yeah, you're just like, like fuck. We, this is beautiful. We weren't even there yet. We just went down a hill on the road trip there, and I was like, Katie. We're doing it. Like, we're going down a hill right now. We're not in Houston anymore. <laughs> it's not the first time There's she's heard dimension. that. Uh-huh. Katie, we're doing we're it. We're doing it. Yeah, she's sick of hearing it by now. But, okay, I have one more thing since we're off topic now. Carlos called me when we were on topic. Yeah. I shouldn't have spoiled who it was, but I just fucking did. Can I call him back <laughs> and see it. if he answers? Go okay. Because, no, dude, we good. finally got on topic, and I was like, I'm not going to interrupt again. Carlos might be the last person to have actually answered his phone on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Because he gave out his number. Yeah, and I'm going to make him give out his number again publicly. I Just hold that. it up to the microphone. That's weird. Hello, Sounds how great. are you, mother? I Ooh, used this to- reminds me of those, um, what was that MTV show where they would call people and they were like, hello, the, little, the oh puppets? Why are we not prank yankers? Why are we not prank yankers? Why are we not prank calling people? Why has that <laughs> never happened before? That was such a fun show that they're just having like a little, they're basic, that was like the third, first podcast. With Muppets. I don't have the cable right now, but I, at one point we had a cable over here that I could plug phones up to because early, early in the show, that was something that happened a few times. Oh, that's so hey. Hey, is he, is he calling you yeah, back I'll right now? The, just, just for effect. <laughs> I wonder who's calling. <laughs> Hello? I didn't put it on speaker. That's entirely my fault. You're live with Gravity Lab Radio. <laughs> Oh, hello, guys. How you doing? What's Good. your phone number, Carlos? I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. Huge well, fan? Why, thank well, you. Long time first time caller. <laughs> You're on the air. Tell us your phone number. Uh, I can't do that. You can't do it. We'll I do it for you later. I just got, I got, a, I got a question. Uh, I know you guys talk about skydiving, and I really like it. <laughs> but my question tonight is related to a band named Papa Roach. <laughs> They they have this song called um, Last Resort. This is my I last resort. I always have this question of when they say got my life in two pieces, <laughs> they mean two pieces or several pieces? <laughs> okay. Carlos, we love Thank you. you. 
Okay. He sounds like way more we'll do our best. Hispanic than you normal. sound. You sound like JD right now with how slow you're talking. Okay, we'll answer this question off air and then chime in if if you want to. You Did you back. know uh, Kobe Dick, the lead singer? Okay, uh, love you. Bye. Of uh-huh. Papa Bye. Roach, that big star <laughs> tattoo on his neck that was, was done the- by a skydiver. Oh really? Yeah, he a was lot. a skydiver. No, no, the big star tattoo on his neck was yeah. done by a skydiver. Oh, uh, there's okay. a skydiver in California who does a lot of bands tattoos. Oh. He's done a lot of ink for a lot of bands. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, Carlos with his how? like random question. But no, but how do you? That. You got to answer the question. Serious question. Um, I would say in a lot of pieces. In like multiple yeah, pieces. Yeah, not two. Like not in T W O, but into one word I N T O. Yeah, yeah, it is. Cut my it is life into yeah. pieces. Yeah, because yeah, I looked this it up, dude. Because we've had this discussion a million times. So I know the answer, but I think you're the you, only you've person. You've I was not the person to physically look it up, but, but you, you someone looked. looked someone, look, yes, I looked well, it up. effectively. It's not yeah. T W O or not T O O. It's just in T O. Yeah, I N T O into yeah. pieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never looked it up, but I abs- I, I believed that answer just because. But isn't it wild to no, think that I, it could I, be in in two pieces? I, I believe just two yeah. pieces in two pieces. T W O. Because it's obviously the other one, and believing the nonsense is more enjoyable for me. Mm-hmm. That's why that you're friends too. with me. There we yeah. go. Yeah, just entertaining like the chaos. weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that explains a lot. But <laughs> hang on, who you just looked up the lyrics, right? I, I, sure. I don't remember if I was the person to look. I it mean, up. wouldn't we oh, have like to ask the person spelling? who wrote the lyrics? Yeah. Because Maybe. someone could listen to the song and they transcribe can, what they Holy shit, you just blew the fucking lid off this That's thing. That's exactly right. Like <laughs> whoever is just writing down the lyrics, they don't yeah, they know if the, the two song. is Dude, spelled right. Dude, I have never right. ever thought about it that way. Like the person who wrote the lyrics on whatever fucking website just misinterpreted the because intention of the song. We would have absolutely have that, to ask the, the, dude, the lead singer of the band or whoever else wrote the lyrics. You that, just gave me a whole new perspective. Did Sorry. that song come out whenever like we had albums and they had like the little inserts that had all the what lyrics if, what on if, them? It's, no, I am only yeah, I don't know when that came out. Because I feel like that would be a legit place to look because like... You don't think there could be a typo in there? Back in the there day. There are typos in books. I don't yeah, know. I feel like time. back typos in the day happening. when like CDs were a thing, like artists were very like... They curated their own Yeah, it came, thing. It came with a slip that yeah. had the lyrics. And so like I feel like they would know, they would know that those lyrics is, are right. Is Papa Roach a listener of ours by any chance? Because <laughs> we know, can get him to Papa weigh Roach. in real quick. Weigh in in the comments. <laughs> Someone get Papa Roach on the no line. No one even knows his name. Papa. <laughs> <laughs> The Papa. The, he's the Papa Roach of mm. the Roaches. No, it just Papa Roach. Papa Roach. Yeah, well. Oh, there's a funny joke about the Papa Roach. I'm going to have to think about it. Yeah. Think about it and let me know. By the way. But, dude, I can't believe. Jacoby Shadix. What? <laughs> That's his name. Uh, That's the craziest name I've ever heard. But what? What Jacobi is his name? Dick Papa Roach. Uh, Jacoby Shadix. Yeah. Jacoby. Jacoby Shadix. Jacoby Dakota. Dude, this night just. Shadix. This night Shadix. just keeps getting better. S H A D D I X. Shadix. I'm a huge. Pop, yeah, I'm a huge Papa Roach fan. So when you said oh. nobody knows the name, I'm like, I can't get off the top of my tongue, but I, I'll get there quick. Shadix. Okay, so Shadix. That's, what, that's what how, it is. How hard would it be to reach Mr. Shadix, do you think, so we could get the definitive answer? I have a restraining order against me, okay. so I can tell you it's pretty difficult. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Okay, no. so that's the joke. It's kind of lame, but it's like, what did the papa roach say to the baby roach? Suffocation. No breathing. <laughs> what? No. Maybe I'm missing half of that. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
<laughs> I mean, no, I appreciate you throwing it out there. I'm just too dumb to get it. No. So like suffocation, no breathing is the, the lyrics. Right? Uh-huh. We all know that. Yeah. And so maybe I'm missing part of the first part where it's like, what did the Papa Roach say? The baby roach. Who was I drowning? I think that was it. What did the Papa it. Roach say with a boot on him? Suffocation, no breathing. It's still bad, but it's, I know. it's real now. <laughs> like with like poison. Exp- I don't know. But yeah. That's interesting. A, that's, that's what we'll I have to look it up. I think we got. I think Nick's on it. He's looking Let's it up. Let's blow past that and yeah, keep talking I'm, about I'm skydiving. Not finding it, <laughs> dude. I'm so happy I got Carlos and I have been talking about this for a minute. <laughs> and when he called, when he called the second time and I got the approval to answer, the, I was like, dude, we just got on topic. We just got on topic. I am I just, not gonna fucking derail this. I again. just want to <laughs> share this one headline that I found while googling what did the Papa Roach say to the baby roach. Uh, there's an article that says how to tell your child they were conceived to a Papa Roach album. <laughs> this is an article that exists. Uh, Papa that's Roach a talk. Is everywhere. What do you? Yeah, I mean, uh, Jacoby tell me more. Shadix, man, you're Jacoby Shadix. You're not wrong. What does Mister Shadix look like? Or it is is he a man? It's pronounced Shadix. Shadix. I'm, he looks yeah. like an old white dude at this point. Dude. Does he? Oh, yeah, for I was sure. gonna say. I remember him kind of being like I'm a pick- muscular, kind of bigger dude with like kind of like short hair and okay. like a goatee or something. I'm picturing a goatee, but I'm also picturing dreadlocks. 100% dreadlocks. I feel Ooh, like you don't get the name Jacoby Shadix without dreadlocks. He's a little more glammy than I remember. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that doesn't. He doesn't look like what I was picturing at all. Yeah. So just a bunch of random shots of Kobe Shadix if you're looking on the Facebook page. Beautiful. I mean like check out who would have thumbed my that emo we would days, get here. I'm like, oh my gosh, that guy. Your really? emo days? How many days were you emo? Um, like when I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. It's like a year, two years so, uh, <laughs> ago. All of high school. Yeah, a lot of amounts. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of emo. Yeah, what you gotta get that shit out. Terrible. Very band. emotional times. Mm-hmm. Nickelback. No God. He, I no, don't Nickelback know. <laughs> is just the worst. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, they get so much hate. Um, I mean, like, I don't like them either. Same genre. Like, give me a direction here. Puddle of mud. Mm, yeah, know. shitty band. We get there are more, a lot of shitty bands. More radio there. than that. I feel like it was more radio. Star something. Uh, Pod. Starfucker. No. No. Starfucker. St- uh, what a radio name. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> no. Chocolate. It doesn't matter. Starfish I don't think they were very radio. Starfucker. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, but they were very emo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is are that really a band? I only know one yeah, song really by them, and it, yeah, I don't know. I heard it once a long time ago. No, sounds terrible. Yeah, super bad, dude. Jacoby Shadix. That that's probably my favorite that's part. Of I'm gonna remember that heard. name for the rest of my life now. <laughs> I had no idea that was his name. That's it's gonna become my life goal. I'm gonna find this man, and I need to find. I need to find the answer to we Carlos's to, question. To he has sent us on a quest. Okay, that did, we need to complete. I forgot that his name was at the center of that quest. So yeah, okay, you can have that name. <laughs> what his name's at the center? Whose name? Jacoby. I mean, his his words are at the center of this, oh, this quest. I see. Assuming yeah. that he wrote that song. Yeah, what if just some fucking random songwriter put it together one day and they didn't even put any thought into it? And now we're all just sitting here pondering for just no reason. My life. Random. This is going to get real existential yeah. really quickly. Pieces. It's so heavy if you think about it. It's just so. I seriously, emo. I'm going to When you're emo, about d- wasn't, really isn't like teasing your hair a thing? Is that what it's called when you have like the. Um, I just. Uh, or there was like a bump in the back. There were like a bang. Oh, the I didn't bump. do that. What did you do with your hair when you were um, emo? Um, you know, Storm. Storm from the X-Men. X-Men. Oh, with the streaks? I did that. Okay. So I had like the Sick. one super blonde like stripe right here and the rest of it was black. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Do you have black fingernails? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Like all the time. You shop at Hot Topic a lot? And I would like draw all over my body because I wanted tattoos. And yeah, Hot Topic and <laughs> Jinkos and a studded belt and band tees. Band tees. Just like black. That's the outfit. Black. Just Did you listen to that? That's what Hot Topic was good for, band tees. Yeah, I mean, I still shop at Hot, Hot Topic. On a scale from still one there? to ten, how sometimes, sad were you? Sometimes. Um, I was super depressed for sure. But that that made me a good artist. I was a fabulous artist. Were you artist. like super monotone, like no expression? Um, I was very much shy. And so it was like... Were you fighting with your parents a lot during this? Oh, thing? yeah. <laughs> I bet you didn't even talk to your dad. Oh, oh yeah. Exactly. Shut up, dad. Yeah. You're no shit. Yeah. You pegged me on the... You pegged me. Dad, you've <laughs> cut my life into pieces. <laughs> you know? This and he's like, is it is two my or last a million resort. pieces? This is my last resort. <laughs> I'm... L- I'm selling all of the resorts that I own, and this is the last this one. This is the last one, and I'm super depressed about it. I got bangs, though. <laughs> Man. I hope it's just two pieces and not five, all right? Yeah, that's a lot of pieces to pick up. Wait, where's Suffolk? Is that New York? Uh, New Jersey. Jersey. Suffolk, Virginia. Su- okay. Maybe Virginia? you would move into Suffolk. Yeah. Suffolkation? Suffolk location. Oh, wow, that was yeah. a stretch. I liked it, though. It's it northern, mean, isn't it, Virginia? Yeah, that was creative. I don't know. Man, if you sat me down before this show and were like, what topics do you fucking think you're going to cover tonight? Let's talk about Papa Roach <laughs> lyrics for like right? half an hour. Yeah, and like Suffolk. Southeast. Where? Southeast. It's Southeast by Virginia Beach. Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. I love Virginia that that just like popped into your head. Norfolk. You're like, Suffolk. Suffolk. I'm trying to think of other... <laughs> I think we need to look at all the lyrics from the song. Every single word. And try word. and explore as many dual meanings as we can. That would be... Fun but exhausting, and I feel like you would be the best at it. I mean, I've got when it comes to like words and puns and stuff, I've got like two good ones usually that I can come up with, Who, and then the my pun? brain goes yeah. dead. He's the pun, he's king. Man, man, for sure. He can keep going, yeah. 100%. keep going, man. Uh, our, your new friend, John Lee, God, he I love him he's, so much. He's the inspiration. I hope he's listening. Who's John Lee? John Lee's a my good buddy. Mine. He actually might come and visit at the end of the month, really. Yeah, he told me that. Dude. Today. <laughs> I'm so pumped about that. He's a good buddy, uh, from Utah. He came out, uh, he spent a handful of days here a couple of years ago. Man, he's a good dude. Super good guy. So, you know you know when people talk about people and and they say, oh, he was like a best friend right off the bat. Like, he talks to everybody like they're the best friends. Well, he and I exchanged a couple of, of voice messages on either my or Nick's phone. Basically, he does an Aussie accent, and I also do an Aussie accent. So, we exchanged like, some forever. stuff. Yeah, and then he called me finally, and I answered, and we we kind of improv like an Aussie conversation together until it broke. And then he and I just talked as friends for the next like 10 or 15 minutes, which is like a long time for me to talk on the phone because I don't, I don't usually like talking on the phone. Like for example, a conversation between my dad and I is like three minutes tops. Yeah. And I just talked to this complete fucking stranger for like 10 to 15 minutes. Right, you're like we're vibing so hard yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. And he just immediately had that, conver- that, that feeling in the conversation of we're best friends. I'm asking you about your day because I genuinely care. And like, yeah, man, I'm just driving to work. And like, this happened to me today and whatever. And we're just like shooting this shit. Like we've known each other forever. Yeah, it was great. That was like one of the only times I've met someone who actually had that quality of like, he's just talking to me like I'm a friend already. If we can get John into the Papa Roach lyric uh, project. Yeah. We're going to come up with some shit. Dude, can we have him on the show too? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Okay. When's he in town? That would be so much Uh, fucking fun. Towards towards the end of the month, he called me today saying that he doesn't have uh, solid dates and that the trip isn't even a for sure thing. Okay. But uh, let's fly him out. I'll pay for it. I don't care. Let's go. (laughs) I may or may not be here. So that that's where I'm looking at. I got you. Yeah. Um, man, so the board of directors 
passed some rules recently that like yes. I fully support that are the dumbest rules ever. I was gonna say, are we gonna gear touch checks? On those? Gear checks for students is now a BSR. Basic they had, safety requirement. Basic safety requirement. They had to make a fucking rule that says you have to check your students' gear. Yeah, that's pretty wild. So it was not happening so often that they had to make it a BSR. Or yeah, like or a lot of accidents. Like you know what? Yeah. So that's wild. It's one of those cases where a did there really have to be enough accidents to ask for the basic thought of a like, But gear it should have been mm-hmm. a basic safety requirement, regardless, right? No, it shouldn't need. You don't need to make common sense a fucking exactly. rule. <laughs> that's the exactly. stupidest thing ever. I'm glad it's a rule. Yeah. Uh, so a couple things. Yeah, there are some accidents that might have been prevented by a good one. Yes, there are reports in the field of people not doing good gear checks. Um, and then, uh, there's some accountability with this. So right now, if Nick doesn't do a gear check on his student, it's like bad Nick, bad Nick. We, we may or may not be able to punish you. Okay. Now, Nick doesn't do a gear check on a student. Your instructor rating is now suspended. It uh. gives teeth to actually implement rules because there are drop zones who don't allow gear checks in the airplane. So the rule says gear check before boarding the airplane. That's the BSR. Gear check before boarding the airplane. Doesn't okay. say anything prior to exit. You don't have to check it in the plane. And the problem, I, I, I witness, I watch this. You can watch these board, these committee conversations live online, uh, is some DZs don't allow in-plane checks, so they don't want to jeopardize. Nick works at that drop zone. He's a, he's a USPA instructor. Like, bro, we can't tell you to go against your boss in this case. So that USPA has to be careful drawing lines of safety versus business. And that's a line I get they had to draw where they're like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if we implement this across the board, it might be a problem. Let's at least start here. I don't know this next statement for certain, but involved with S&T enough, safety and training enough that my guess is, is a lot of people see this as a great start with the overall arching goal of saying, hey, we're going to require you to do gear checks all the time when you're supposed to now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. So that's kind of interesting that it wasn't already a thing. Yeah, it was just a oh. more or less common sense thing, like, like hey, students yeah. should have gear checks. My so question is, uh huh. My question is, why would you prevent gear checks from happening in the airplane? Is it just a space issue? Like you have a tiny little Cessna, and you don't want people moving around? Because that's that's one of the big things that comes to mind when I think about preventing gear checks in the airplane. Nick, know. do you have an answer? I mean, I would say that um, there might be situations where there isn't a qualified person within a decent amount of space to give me a gear check in the airplane. Also a good point. I could see that for sure. Bunch of dudes. That's just the first thing that comes to mind. Have Mm -hmm. you jumped a pack? Yeah. Why does it look like a bigger airplane from the outside but feel like a 182 on the inside? Feels like a fucking tin can, doesn't it? Yeah. The configurate, have you jumped a pack, pack 750? Yes, but I had like 26 jumps, so I had no fucking clue what was going on. The pack 750 is a very crowded inside airplane, and it is actually very difficult to get good gear checks in that airplane mm-hmm. if it's full. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, frankly, in the caravan, completely packed, it's oh, yeah, I can't more move difficult. Yeah. It's tough. But it can be in the pack, it's, it's even harder. It's okay. even worse. So I don't know if those drop zones, I don't know what drop zones the board spoke of when this conversation came up or committee members were speaking of. I don't know the exact situations, but I could picture some pack DZ saying we don't do gear checks. This is it. I could picture some tandem factory drop zones who have policies against it because they don't want visiting fun jumpers, which are there very few fun jumpers that ever show up to be doing it, uh, to be trying to get involved with things. I I, I just, it's a silly rule that a drop zone might have. Mm -hmm. But before you get on the plane gear check, obviously is the best time to do it because then you have time to not get on the plane or if anything is wrong right so absolutely before you get on the plane when should you do a gear check elsa 
um, like 15 times before you get on the plane. <laughs> I mean, all, all the time. Th- that's when we all do it, right? <laughs> so, uh, all the time. In coaching and training, prior to gear up, mm-hmm. don't want to put a piece of shit on your back. Mm-hmm. Prior to boarding, want to make sure what you put on your back is still good so you can jump out. Exactly. Prior to exit, to make sure you didn't fuck it up. Exactly. Just um, all the time. <laughs> yeah. Now, as an instructor, how many gear checks should you do? I'm curious what you think of an instructor doing gear checks. How many gear checks should an instructor do on his student? Visually, all the time. Yeah. But physically, how many times? Well, I mean, at least three because you listed three really good times just now. Mm-hmm. I think three I is what's that. present in, in the, the training. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen an instructor give a student a gear check five, six times? Yeah. What do you think of that? I'm curious. I, I have thoughts, but I don't want to skew. I mean, I'm I'm a very diligent person, so I feel like I would probably be that person who's doing more than less yeah what's your thoughts on that nick i think there's a balance of i think there's a number of gear checks that might become uh alarming to someone that like it could cause paranoia Mm -hmm. or could um, maybe take someone's mind out of what their task was on the jump so i think everything in skydiving there's a balance where not enough is bad and too much is also bad mm-hmm. so for like the psyche part i mean just for any part of it mm-hmm. just for any part whether it's for your mental state or for what looks good in a tandem video i can think of how there is balance in basically everything that is successful in skydiving right because if it was too many gear checks it's like are they doing something wrong or like do they think they're doing something wrong so I have had several students in my lifetime, not my own students. I've been lead instructor, senior instructor multiple times, uh, actually only twice just for a really long time. Uh, I've had multiple students come up to me and say, hey, um, DJ, can I get a different instructor today? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not a problem. Whatever you like. Um, if you don't mind asking, let me know why. I won't share any of it. Is there a preference of somebody else or is there a problem? And it just helps me address it later. And multiple times, yeah, man, uh, Nick gives me way too many gear checks and <laughs> it makes me nervous and it makes me think that he's not catching everything. It makes me like, what is he looking at for it again? And so I start thinking about it too much and I get super and I see, yeah. I've had this very anxious conversation multiple times and I used to not think that much of it super early on in my instructor career. When I first started, when I first became a leader, the first time it happened, I'm like, oh, wow, because I was the guy who would probably give the student five gear checks right because then that becomes like obsessive mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. Mm-hmm. nick really brings a strong argument to the table yep. and i've seen it i've heard it so you know visually i'm not gonna stop looking because i'm scared That's i'm gonna true. fuck up i could definitely yeah. like step back and just do a visual thing you mm-hmm. know touch them a couple times and be like <laughs> now how many times do you do a gear check on yourself I do it a lot. Like like I said, I, I'm constantly touching everything. I'm like, all right, everything's good. I think Nick touches his handle at least 24 times. <laughs> yeah. I touch it a lot. I like touching it as I move towards the door, especially yeah. the, uh, especially if I know my handle's going to move t- uh, near the door or I guess especially on every jump. Yeah. Tan- Just tan- everything. Tandem videos, it's so easy because, you know, uh, any jump that you've done a lot of times, mm-hmm. the setup feels uh, very, very similar. So you, your mind's pretty open to, should be pretty open to, to checking your gear. Mm-hmm. The majority of gear issues I've seen in the airplane have happened from people s- sit down or stand up. Mm-hmm. That, that's where most of your gear issues happen. Mm-hmm. I have had somebody actually knock a pin extremely loose, knock it out of my rig a little bit just because they were being an asshole behind me and, and wrestling and fucking around. And when they got done, I was like, yo, bro, can you give me a quick pin check? And he's yeah. like, yeah, no, that's push it back in mm. but most of it happens when you stand up most of it happens when you sit down so it's a, it's a super smart time and a super smart place mm. um we're running out of time so uh i do want to get one last conversation on the board so sorry we're not going to go through the whole list i will actually quickly spit the list Jeannie bartholomew is running for national director 
Super curious to how that will work and go. And I say that just because I don't know anything about uh, where she's at with USPA, the board, et cetera. Um, She's been very successful in canopy piloting and her and her husband successful with a canopy school. So I'm sure there's a lot of good knowledge and competition to share and a lot of good knowledge with safety and training of canopy to share. Matt Blank, uh, I'm literally drawing a blank with his name. I don't recognize it. I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sherry Butcher is a current director. She's a longtime director. She's actually done a really good job overall. Um, I think she's somebody who is still good to serve the board. Randy Connell, good buddy of ours. Um, I, I just don't know. I've never seen him on the board. He worked at USPA at headquarters, so he has some USPA experience. Um, but just I don't know. I haven't ever seen it. Sean Devlin, don't know the name. Jim Hayhurst. A former director of safety and tra- competition, actually, so was Randy. Um, also, former USPA guy, so don't know. Larry Hill, current USPA director, owner of Skydive Arizona. Uh, super controversial that he's on the board. Some people hate him. Some people love him. Um, I like some of the polarizing topics. I don't agree with everything he stands for on the board. I don't. I love having him there. I, we need those devil's advocates. We need people to make us think more diverse. I think Larry's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Patrick Kessler is out of Skydive Chicago area. Uh, I, I have a small personal relationship with him. I don't know him well enough to have a thought or a process either way, but I'm impressed with what... I, if I have a relationship with you personally and say it publicly, at least think good things of you. Al King, long time. He is currently the chairman of the board. Um, probably going to get back in. Larry Liebler, um, reasonably well-known. Melissa Lowe, um, absolutely will be back in. Um, the reason she's polarizing is she's the voice to the members and the voice to the board from back and forth. And at some point, I think some board members feel like she's pushing too hard with too many things and, and, and trying to champion too many causes all at once. Um, I'm not saying what she's doing is bad. I'm not against it or for it. I'm not either way, but I'm, I'm positive just based off watching the board meetings, them saying, so I'm going to get this in every committee or I'm going to hear this. Uh, you're you're going to just beat this into me, aren't you? I've I heard board members say that. <laughs> so um, I think she's doing a great job of representing us. I think she's doing mm-hmm. a great job uh, of representing the board. I think she needs to find some balance and I think she will. She's been in the sport a long time. She's accomplished a lot. Mm-hmm. I think her energy will will balance. I think she'll do really good for the membership. Mm-hmm. Michael McGowan, a longtime skydiver, uh, current national director. He'll be back. Um, Jan Meyer, excuse me. Sorry, I have a little cough. Uh, Mike Mullins is uh, West Tennessee skydiving DZO, uh, King Air. Uh, more people like Mike than don't. Uh, a little bit polarizing. I think he's phenomenal for the board. Absolutely should be there. Um, Alexandra Raymond, current Southeast director, moving up to national. I honestly don't think she's going to get the votes to make it. I wish her the best. Jason Russell is. Uh, Core. Core, yeah. Thank you. Um, Super talented flyer, really nice guy. Yeah. So nice. I'm going to say he's going to get in straight up just because of his notoriety and his popularity. Mm. I could give a fuck about all those things. I'm super impressed with him as a human being. I'm super impressed with him as a businessman. I'm super impressed with his thought processes and how he talks and deals with people. So he should win. He should be on the board, 100%. So yeah. he's a shoe in, though. He really is. Ed Scott is an interesting one. He just retired as a na- as the executive director of USPA. Served for like a bunch of time, really long time there. So he's super good inner workings and understanding of USPA. He's running for national director. Part of his platforming campaign is he wants to do away with national directors. So, <laughs> That's so funny. Um, it costs twenty two thousand dollars a year for the organization to get national directors to board meetings. If we got rid of national directors and kept only regional directors. We would ah, save twenty two thousand dollars just for flights. Nice uh, just travel, for travel, yeah. hotel, flights, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, the regional directors do a lot of the 
heavy lifting, some people will say, and I will absolutely say it. Um, I was a regional director. Chuck Akers is our current regional director and and uh, isn't the only one, but I think he's a role model of regional directors. Uh, our drops have been very blessed to have Chuck as the RD because he leaves all the time to go to other DZs now. <laughs> I love you, Chuck. Um, but he, he's going place to place and, and he's visiting a lot of people. And so the our regional director has to assign SNTAs, has to do all these different things where nationals, they don't have as much, but I think Melissa Nelson Lowe is a perfect example of a national director can work just as much as a regional director. They just don't have the same obligation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kristen Tebow and Yin Yu, I don't know either name. So sorry, ladies. I, I, I can't say either way, but that's your board. So we're running super short on time, but I want this conversation to go deeper than we got last time. Mm-hmm. How many tandems you got now? <laughs> I haven't done a single oh, one since shit. we talked last. Oh, man. Have you done a, a take a buddy on a tandem? Um, I don't remember who the last person is that I took when we were talking before. Um, uh, I think Veronica is still the last person that I took on a tandem. Erin's been hassling me to, to take her on some, but, uh, man, there was a really, there's a, a traditional slowdown in the skydiving world when school goes back. Sure. And, uh, that kind of coincided with, uh, when my rating was available for use and then uh, my need to use that rating for the sake of the drop zone to keep up with business wasn't there. And uh, I need more more push than that to uh, feel like I've, I'm going to... I don't need the work jumps. Sure. I want the people who do work jumps for a living, and that's their sole income. I want them to have the work jumps. And so when the need for me to do tandems is greater than the need for the people to who are getting the work to get the most work possible. You'll see me doing them. Uh, Aaron is uh, still constantly asking me to take her on some more tandems. Um, and you know that she has fun and loves to teach. And um, a few other people have asked me to take them, and we'll, we'll get around to it. But uh, honestly, with the slowdown that's happened, has been really great for me mentally, just to not feel like, you know, there was a long time where showing up at work, it was just like, man, there's too much. There's too much to do. I just can't do. I just can't do everything that I need to do today. And so when it slows down, even though there are um, gripes from some people about the the business being slower, there are people who uh, did work really hard through the summer who are rejoicing in a little bit uh, slower of a of a work pace. But as far as my own personal uh, tandem instructor uh, experiences, it hasn't grown. Oh, man. Bummer. I wanted to share a little bit more about it. We'll see. Uh, maybe maybe we'll get a jump in on Saturday. It's coming. Yeah. So uh, one last thing over your left shoulder. Do you see what that is? Yeah, I see that film festival flyer. Hey. Yeah. Coming this Saturday on the drop zone will be all these flyers, posters. I'll get them going up at the DZ. I have a stack of them sent right over here. Um, man, uh, I'm not joking. I really might be the last one. I'm not joking. It's, I've not lost that feeling. I love this poster yeah dude me too i had a a physical reaction when i saw it for the first time i was like fuck yeah that looks so it's just like so like it grabs you're just like man the colors are very much like my taste i'm very i need to be like you you get like engulfed into it you're like i'm there i want to touch it yeah it looks it looks like it has a nice texture there it's it's great i like the outer world experience love it the film festival has been an absolute blast a goal and a dream of mine at some point in skydiving was to actually host one and i've had a good time hosting them um i don't feel like the community has a passion about it anymore i don't feel like the community is excited about it anymore 
And if they're not, then I'm just not going to do it. Um, because really, it's it's for them. It's about them. It's about putting on something. People get to show off all of them and their friends skydives and show off their editing skills or lack of editing skills. Some edits are just super dope fun. Some edits are super really good edits. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's always been for the community. And if it wasn't for the coincidence of a wingsuit event last year, I don't think we would have had nearly the entries we did. Um, and so I... I Man, I put it on you guys. I said I put it on you guys. I'm talking to the people listening to the podcast, people who watch the show, people who are fans, people who are friends, man. Tell your friends. Get people involved. Get videos. Because if you guys show up and you show up in, in waves and you make it uh, hard for us to put on the show because there's so many of you, absolutely we'll do it again. If you have a reasonable crowd, a reasonable show, we'll absolutely do it again. But I just I don't feel the community's into it. And maybe it's my fault. Maybe it's for my lack of energy and promotion. But uh, it's just... I'm, might be the final year. The last time you said it was going to be the last one, I had a different set of feelings. But uh, no, it, I, I think you're right. It's actually this one I said it about. I didn't no, say No, I mean the last time. This isn't the first time We've that you mentioned yeah. that this film festival might be the last yeah. one. And last time you said it, it was like, man, I took it a little personal. Like, man, I really like the film festival. I'm going to do a lot to, to try and keep it going. But it's like, man, I, I you know that I love making videos. Like, yeah. It's my, like, if if I didn't have a job doing what I'm doing right now, man, it's what I it's what I would do. It's what I want to do. I want to go on cool skydives. I want to make my friends look cool. I want to make silly hip-hop music videos <laughs> featuring skydiving. This is what I want to do. Dope shit. But, um, but, man, I just don't have, I just don't have time. Man, and, uh, I I would love to, uh, you know, I'm 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 not certain that I will or won't have a video to open up the film festival. Uh, I haven't done a single bit of work towards it. I have an idea that I haven't pursued at all. The good news is that Sam is going out of town for an entire month, so that really frees up my evenings and my uh, idea time and my time that I could be at home working on a thing. And she's gone all the way up until October twentieth. So there's a good chance that I, that I have something or that I will have something. Just That's timed kind of nice <laughs> for yeah. the 23rd. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, again, I'm uh, even with that, I'd, I'm kind of debating of like, hey, if, if I make a video that will only ever be seen at the film festival, I can make whatever the fuck I want. Why not? I can, like, I can yeah. offend everybody. Dude, let's Why make not? it weird. Yeah. I love weird. But I mean, uh, let me know how I can contribute. I don't want to make it too weird because I don't want to make anybody feel awkward. Okay, that's true. I, I uh, yeah, but um, no, but as far as like, hey, having to be PC, hey, having yes. to look good on the internet, hey, having to worry about offending right. someone Proper. with a reference or whatever, yeah. using the wrong song. Yeah, if you don't put it on yeah, the internet, that too. It, you have a lot of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I get that the goal in the past has been, hey, I'm supposed to make a video that's going to promote the film festival. I thought, you know, we're pretty close. We could probably just start even sharing one submission a day until the film festival happens, like from previous years' mm-hmm. uh, participants. Ooh, that's a good idea. And, uh, with the with the flyer, with the reminder, we could post it one a day. Yeah, that's for, a really for good for a idea. Month. Like, here's from years past, and yeah. then just have like a little highlight reel. That's a good idea. Yeah. I like that. And now I can get naked on that video, and no one is ever going to know about it except <laughs> for the people that are there. Yeah. I did get naked on a couple. Jimmy Wynn? Yeah. You did. New screensaver. There was a logo in front of it, right? I, I was wearing underpants. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Man, you just spoiled it. You know, it's funny. I was I was so worried when I was when I was filming that. I was like, man, if I if someone walk if I'm editing this at work and someone walks into me 
like just a video of me naked on my computer dude screen. what a good I'm, way to flex on everyone else drops i'm gonna be in trouble <laughs> literally you're like no i'm just making a video no, it's not my fault you walked in just being naked on my computer screen here <laughs> like, just haven't added the logo yet it's yeah, not my fault you, you don't video yourself <laughs> getting out of the shower <laughs> Man, so the space theme, uh, it was no coincidence, Space the Final Frontier. This is the last film Mm -hmm. festival. Um, I am very open for the community to change my mind. I actually want it to continue on, but I just don't feel the passion is there for it. I don't feel the excitement is there for it. Back to it, it might be our lack of excitement. It's a ridiculous amount of prizes. Yeah, dude, no GoPro crazy. this year. Crazy. Okay, yeah. still it's everyone. A, it, everyone already what, a has a GoPro. Helmet, yeah, an dude, LB altimeter. Um, no helmet this year. Okay, so <laughs> altimeter. Um, I'll give him my helmet. <laughs> yeah, I haven't it's a co- sweaty and gross. I need to approach Cookie. I haven't approached him yet. I'm positive I can get hook Cookie on board to some level. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, LB is already. I already have the prizes from LB. There is a uh, what is that thing called? An Aries two and a Protract two. Um, what is that thing called? Yeah, uh, SSK <laughs> is giving free maintenance uh, for Cypress as a prize, or that amount of money off of a Cypress. Dope. Which is remind me about an Aries nice. uh, after we're done. I have a question. But uh, yeah, man, I, th- I I do feel like the you know you and I have both been considerably busier the last year year and a half, and. Uh, I do enjoy doing the podcast. I do feel like the more that we put out podcast episodes where we talk about the film festival, the more people get excited about the film festival. Mm-hmm. I do feel like the more video content I put out that I have fun making, people see it and want to want to play as well. Yeah, the and hype, you know. Yeah, but I just, I just don't have time to to drive the hype train right now. <laughs> You're like no time for hype. Mm-hmm. But I'm a, I'm gonna try. I really would like to get one video done to open up the film festival because i don't know how it would even start if i didn't have a video man i edited yeah, a video the other day i felt so like i was nick lot i felt so smart <laughs> like i'm Dude, channeling I feel like my that, nick lot energy i feel like that sometimes when i wake up accidentally at like five o'clock in the morning i'm like yeah this is like nick lot <laughs> o'clock right now That's amazing. <laughs> he's oh, up i, I wake up like i accidentally I woke up this <laughs> yeah like i just can't sleep and I'm, like, yeah, I'm motivated do i'm you up. wake up in the middle of the night and work <laughs> uh, awesome. not usually I, I regularly wake up at two or three in the morning and I'll work for 30, 40 minutes really? and go back to bed. Yeah, man. If I'm up, I'm up. I don't know if I can do that. No. Yeah. A part of it is, is I have some communication from oh, friends shit. overseas to keep up with. I got to go. I got you an gotta... hour of cooking to do after I get Oh, home. shit, man. Uh, so, yeah, we have those are the prizes. We'll talk to Cookie. Uh, we'll get some more things figured out. Guys, gals, make the film festival happen. Uh, we really uh, would love to keep doing it. I'm really interested in keeping doing it and I'm going to check something. Um, yeah, it's still there, sweetie. Yay. Uh, that just tells me the audio's on. So anything you guys and gals want to say as we uh, get the heck out of here? Make a video, please. It's one of my favorite times of year. I Man, I want it's so to. much fun. Let's do Man, it. Man, I want to. Bring the passion. Get weird. I don't know if anyone out there is doing uh, Sacrifice September or Sober October. I'm doubling down and doing both. Okay. I respect that. It's September right now. Sacrifice. Is it some, yeah, it's September right now. Yeah. What did you sacrifice? Uh, I'm on a pretty strict diet. Uh-huh. I've uh, incorporated quite a bit of exercise, and uh, I have a nutritionist. I've, I've told you about. Yeah, he's getting me super fucking jacked. Do what the muscle man says. Do what he says. You know what's funny? This is real funny. He, I have to take pictures and send it to him. You know, okay, of me flexing. I love it with with very little clothing on. Yeah, it's the weirdest shit ever. Pop a tick in there just d- once. And now they're on the internet. Uh,